What's up, people, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you today. This was a pretty big week when it came to superhero news. A lot of interesting rumors and little nuggets coming out this week in regards to some future DC movies. Um, some interesting comments from some actors for some big movies coming out when it comes to Avengers 4 and Dark Phoenix. Um, yeah, one movie may, may we may not be seeing very soon in uh, <laughs> Silver and Black. We'll talk about that a little later. And for this week's uh, show recap, we're actually only doing one show this week. It's going to be Supergirl. Show we, I didn't realize, Kendall, that we neglected it as long as we did until I saw how much I had. Right. I was like, oh my god, I got six episodes to watch. <laughs> so, let's go. <laughs> so, that was all I did today before we did this show. So, um, we're going to recap Supergirl this week. And then uh, we're getting closer to a finale on that. So, we'll have a finale recap on that soon. And hopefully next week we'll be able to get to another show we've neglected for a long time i don't know what it will, i don't know what it will be oh yes of course we'll talk cloak and dagger that'll have its uh debut but uh, i don't know what that show will be that we've missed for a long time that i'm gonna try to catch up to but it's hopefully it'll be something <laughs> yeah hopefully it'll be something that we can catch you guys up to uh and then we'll give our thoughts on that but this should be a good show joining me as i said uh is kendall shamari who's not able to join us today so he's uh so he, he's yep. he's taking he's taking this one off, but it'll be me and Kendall uh, aboarding the sh- uh, you know captaining captaining the ship today. What's up, dude? Yeah, man. Uh, you know I, I always crack on you, EJ, when you're not here. But how they gotta, but how you gotta, you know, give me a raise or something. But <laughs> so I feel like really sorry. I didn't. I, I, it's, that, that's that's bad because I've never listened to you guys show and I, w- I haven't been here. Yeah, not yeah, never, but I, not recently. I guess so I didn't know that was a running joke. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's only right that I crack on Shamari for not being here. I mean, you know, I, I feel like I'm working overtime right now. Uh, but nonetheless, I am here holding down two spots. Uh, I'm Why like, is it you holding down two spots? How come it's not me holding down two spots? Well, you're 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 in the normal you're in the normal host chair, and I'm in the co-host chair for both B and Shamari. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm holding down these spots. But uh, today should be a good show, EJ. Um, you know, we've got. A lot of interesting casting news. Uh, we, remember we were talking about the whole uh, the whole cyborg to patrol thing. Yes. Uh, did you see those those audition videos that these guys were doing that got leaked? For I, uh, I watched one of them in full. What do you think of those guys? Um. Well, I can only speak on the first gentleman that I saw. Shout out to ComicBookMovie.com who had embedded the videos. Uh, so I only know the first gentleman with the ponytail. Right. Um. I had to imagine him bald when I was watching. Well, <laughs> he's gonna have to cut his hair. Uh, yeah, the man bun is not gonna work for uh, for Cyborg for me. But I, it, it's definitely a darker tone to Cyborg, and it's one I actually tend not to like that much. Honestly, um, I've always enjoyed the more lighthearted version of Cyborg, and it surprised me a little bit because with the way the show, at least the the, the summary they gave out, it made it sound like Cyborg was like a established hero. And that, that may uh, not be the case. And that you know he had you know summoned this group, maybe outside the Justice League. But these audition tapes seem like it's him very early on as Cyborg. You know, it's, he sounds like he's a hero, but maybe it's like the first month or first <laughs> Cyborg year. Cyborg year one. Yeah, yeah, there is literally sounds like Cyborg year one. Some of the stuff he's saying. So of course he's a little more angry, a little more short. He's yelling at his dad. Uh, that kind of stuff I've never really enjoyed. I mean, when I had to watch it with the New Fifty Two stuff, I didn't really like it. Justice League, uh, Justice League stuff, I didn't really like it. Um, I preferred it when he's been further along, where he's already an established member of the league or established member of the Titans, 
and he's lot and then you see like his character and, and how funny he is and how he kind of moves on from the whole I can't believe I'm Smart. a mon- I'm a monster. Yeah. You know that's I've where I've never been that crazy about. So genius. Uh, not that these gentlemen were bad, but you know the one gentleman I saw was bad, but I see where they're going. It doesn't excite me that much, but it doesn't mean it can't be bad. It yeah. can't be good rather. Yeah, a little surprising to me too. But the one interesting thing is that there were a lot of F bombs dropped in these videos and that may suggest yeah. that the this D C universe platform is uh no holds barred, you know. That kinda doesn't surprise me because I think this is I mean this definitely is their answer to Netflix. Yeah, you can tell it now. Yeah, this is yeah. like their answer to Marvel. Netflix. And I think even if I remember correctly, even They've spoken so little about Young Justice, which is, I think is by design, and I kind of like it. I mean, I, I don't like it as a fan because I want to know everything, yeah. but I like it yeah, as, as like, a commentator. As a commentator, and as like someone who like doesn't want to be spoiled or anything, I'm I'm happy that I'm kind of like really in the dark, and we're not that far away anymore. Um, we're only about five, four or five months away, in theory. So I'm a little surprised, but still, when I even with the little they said about that show, they were saying that oh yeah, it's a lot darker, um, a lot more real. They're kind of they've hinted that there's gonna be an LGBT character, which isn't bad. I'm just saying that it definitely seems like they're not gonna they're shying away from the kids stuff now. They're trying to make this stuff as real as possible. I don't expect, you know, uh you know, Young Justice to turn into, you know, Flashpoint. But right. I but I, I they've already kind of hinted that this this will be a much more mature tone to this show than maybe you remember on Cartoon Network. So seeing this more mature uh you know, common you know co- content that we may be getting with 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 Doom Patrol. Not that shocking, considering what we heard about Young Justice. And then we know Harley Quinn's gonna the cartoon's gonna be an R-rated show. That's true. I forgot about that. So one. there's so there's a couple. Swamp Thing, you imagine, will probably be a little darker. Yeah, this isn't gonna be Captain Planet Swamp Thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> from the nineties. Uh, so yeah, yeah the DC Universe. What do you think of the? What do you think of the? The cyborg guys. Yeah, uh, you saw more of them, so I don't know how the other two guys were. I I saw the second guy. Uh, didn't look the part of Cyborg. I thought so, too. You know, I mean, look, no, I can't fault the guy for auditioning. You know, get your name out there, get in front of the, the people, but um, I don't know. I mean, I guess all you have to do is be black to be Cyborg. I mean, yeah, not, I mean, mean, I've never seen a light-skinned sky- Cyborg. Yeah, I know. 100, I mean, Ray Fisher is the lightest Cyborg ever. Yeah, yeah, even he's, like, lighter, but, like, he's still pretty brown, so it's yeah. not too... This guy, the, the second guy, he was... He like yeah, he could be Samoan. He was right. very light. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> no shout out to shout out to that guy. I'm sure he's a hardworking actor. And if he gets the role, I'm gonna give him a shot. Yeah, I'm watch the show. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not saying, oh, a, not saying he can't be the we role. We got a black starfire. It's not crazy if you have a light light skin cyborg. <laughs> That's not the crazy thing. Yeah. But um, no, yeah. I thought those guys. I I don't know. If the, I don't know if the, any of these guys are gonna get it. I don't know if this is the type of role where you maybe you have to audition, as opposed to like they're going out and finding somebody. Uh, that is like that seems surprising too. Like someone as big as Cyborg, that like I you feel like Vimeo, there's Vimeo videos out yeah. for the casting. Like you would think that like that would be something a little more under wraps, right? Where they have like a, a they short ha- list. They be targeting a certain amount of people, and right. it's all right. This is who I want. It wouldn't be just like one one come come all whatever yeah, they're saying. Put in some ad in a in a Hollywood newspaper. About oh yeah we were looking for a cyborg yes and a bunch of guys coming out there so I mean, I'm sure you guys could do the job but uh, I was a little surprised I thought that this would be a bigger deal for uh, Warner Brothers. Speaking of Warner Brothers, let's stay with Warner Brothers and talk about the biggest story this week and I think it surprised a lot of people. So I'm very curious to see what you think of this, Kendall. But it sounds like 
uh, Penguin is being discussed as the uh, main villain of the next Batman movie by, by Matt Reeves. So this is something that is, I think, definitely taking a lot of people by surprise. Who reported? You know, remember who reported this? It was Kroos, right? I actually don't know. Okay, I forgot who it was as well. But um, but yeah. So word is that uh, Warner Brothers sounds very hot on the idea of using Penguin in the Batman, and that if Matt Reeves decides even not to use the Penguin, that it's gonna go to Birds of Prey. That it seems like that for better for for worse, Penguin's gonna be in some movie involving Batman characters. He very well could be the main villain of the Batman movie. Here's how I take this, Kendall. Um, This is so surprising. Honestly, I still don't even know what to make of it or if I like it. Um, Because it's so off the beaten path of who we were talking about as possible villains for this role. It makes it even more interesting when you consider Andy Serkis was talking about wanting to be in the Batman. And the idea of, well, Circus as Penguin, that's something I can maybe get behind. Uh, but if if it's not... Did if you see the Boss Logic uh, concept art? No, I did not Andy see Andy Serkis. I see you got your computer out, so I can kind of maybe look from here. Um, but, but, I mean, Andy Serkis as Penguin, as we've seen what he's done, his career, but even just most recently uh, as Claw... That character, like that idea of like, if I could see Matt Reeves watching him on that, and being like, "Yo, if that was Penguin, that would be crazy." And I think even what we've seen from uh from the gentleman that plays in him in Gotham, Robin Lloyd Taylor, uh, the 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 Penguin character can be really awesome. So, a lot of people I think maybe have looked at this kind of like, uh, okay, you know, I think a lot of people were hoping for more of a physical threat to Batman, which is why I really enjoyed the, yeah, I'm seeing this. Oh, actually, I did see that. I didn't realize that that actually was Circus. Right. Oh, that looks really good. Yeah, it's supposed to be Andy Circus. Shout out to Boss Logic. If you don't know who Boss Logic is, he's an artist, basically, and he just does concert bars, really. And Generally, he, he puts actors. Yeah, actors' faces on certain things. And he does everything. He does sports. He's done wrestling. I mean, he, he and then, of course, his main thing is superhero comic books. If you find him, check him out on Twitter or Instagram. I would love to get Boss Logic on the show. That would be a good get if he can get it. Happen, I'm sure he's very busy, but uh, he he's he's a great artist and definitely check him out. He has a really awesome uh, Andy Circus Penguin idea. But look to me, this would not be your Danny DeVito Penguin. Not to say that that's bad because I love that movie, but I think that I expect it to be a little more of a modern take. Um, I guess the only thing for me again, I, I kind of was hoping for that physical threat to Batman kind of physical equal that we would, we would got if we would got Deathstroke. So right. Peng was a little disappointing. But I expect Peng, I expect the movie to be something about Penguin possibly having multiple villains kind of working for him. And that he may end up still being the main villain, but that Batman's physical threats may be a Deathstroke or a Killer Croc or a various other number of people who they could they could point to. Yeah, I... I- I don't look at Penguin and say that he would be the only villain in this movie. Cause I don't. I mean, I mean, we've seen plenty of Batman Penguin stories, uh, obviously in the comic books, but also in different uh, versions of DC media, um, the animated series, different movies, uh, different television series that he's had. But um, I, I don't look at Penguin and I say that that's somebody that I necessarily want to see. As the only villain in a Batman movie, um, I think Penguin could be interesting because he's not somebody that's been done 
in a long time. Obviously, we have the Robin Lord Taylor version, who's pretty much the Penguin at this point. Like he, he, he's, he, he plays the exact same role that you would expect to play, just no, just with no Batman. Um, but outside of him, I mean, not since like you said, Danny DeVito's Penguin have we gotten him, and um, I. It'll be interesting to see who they cast as the Penguin, what kind of take they'll have on Oswald Cobblepot, but there's obviously no physical threat with Cobblepot. No. That's, and that's always been a thing. And I don't want them to make him a physical threat. Like, there yeah, shouldn't no. be any... I don't want to see any footage of, of Penguin beating down yeah, Batman. I, yeah, there shouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm Penguin, but I'm like a, a Russian, like, you know... Super spy or something. <laughs> yeah, none of that. <laughs> you know, I'm just penguin only in name and name only type of thing. Um, so I don't know. I feel like when you look at the types of villains that they've talked about, they've definitely tried to be different. Um, we haven't really heard the Joker talked about for the Batman. I mean, they already used him in Suicide Squad, which might give them more credence to actually. Use Why do you think that is? I mean, the whole Jared Little thing is weird. It's not like they haven't talked about using him again, because they, they they talked about giving him his own movie <laughs> with Harley Quinn. So that it's not it's not like they're afraid to use Jared Little's character. But again, I think they're trying to be different. You know, um, the idea of using Deathstroke in a Batman movie was obviously very heavily pitched by the people at DC, and that makes sense if you're trying to do something that hasn't been done before. Uh, it was weird at the time. And obviously, it doesn't seem like that's where they're going with it. But I, I would definitely team him up with somebody that is a physical threat. I don't know who it is. If I'm talking about Penguin, um, I, I I don't think it'll be anybody that we've seen before. So I don't think it'll be Killer Croc or Deathstroke necessarily. Um, I mean, it could be Clayface. It could be. Uh, I don't know, Hush or somebody like mm-hmm. you could, you could be creative with a secondary villain in this movie. But uh, the Penguin is certainly an interesting choice, but I don't think he could lead this villain, this movie on his own. Yeah, I, I, and to be honest, I mean, he didn't lead the last movie on his own. No, you Catwoman, know, Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer is a major yeah, she, factor. It was almost like a, a a co, a spearheaded, um, you know, effort by both of them. Right, and then even um. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, why I can't? I want why I can't remember the actor's name now. But the other guy who kind of played just like the crooked politician who was right, with them. Uh, I'm I'm gonna look this up as soon as I pass it back to you because I thought it's gonna kill me because everyone knows the guy's name and like, now nah, I can't remember for some reason. But uh, even he was like a third pronged villain who like he wasn't a Batman character really. He just was a guy, but he was very good. Um, so yeah, so I, I I don't expect the Penguin to be the major villain in this movie. What do you think about the idea of him being the major villain in Birds of Prey? Which is, apparently there's at least one script. And it was Justin Crowe, by the way, from Variety. So shout out to him for the scoop. Uh, he is saying this is a thing to take with a grain of salt. But nonetheless, he is reporting it. So I'm going to... He wouldn't it put it well. out there if he wasn't. Right. That someone some someone didn't tell him this is what we're really thinking about. So what do you think of the idea that if he's not used it for Matt, by Matt Reeves, that he could be used uh, That makes Birds more sense for me. Um... Birds of a feather, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's the uh, that's the pun. If you're gonna use a penguin in a Birds of Prey uh, as a villain of a Birds of Prey movie, but I, I think he fits better with that group than he does with Batman, because for a Birds of Prey movie, you're not gonna need a one 
physical threat type of person anyway. So having a mob boss gangster like Penguin be the villain makes sense. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we still don't know exactly who will be comprised of the Birds of Prey, but I do think Penguin as a villain uh, facing that group that will likely be based in Gotham City would make sense. I'm not convinced that movie's ever coming out. But... Birds of Prey? Yeah. Why? But DC movies... I mean, I'm not convinced that half these movies are coming out. <laughs> okay. You know, like, I, I think we'll get the Batman, because it's a Batman movie. It seems like we've gotten some a lot of smoke recently with Birds of Prey. There's more to come. Yeah. Free smoke, free smoke. <laughs> There's more to come, more smoke to come in, in a couple of minutes when we talk about the next topic. Um... So even with all this smoke, you like still Aquaman, don't think that Birds of Prey is going Aquaman happen. will come out. Of course. That, Wonder Woman they're 2. Been, they're, they're yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, certain, I'm certain on that one. Wonder Woman 2, I'm certain of. That, Shazam? Shazam, is, that will come out as well. They've done filming that one. Other than that, I, I've, I don't have much confidence in really any of these properties. Why? Like, why? I'm sure some of them Are, will come is out. Is it because you, think, can't that, is because you think that there's going to be a radical change again from DC? Or do you just think that... Wait, DC, what, what's leading your your DC blows a lot of smoke. They 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 they, I mean, how many develop projects have been in development at DC that aren't coming out or haven't come out? Um, well, to be fair, none none that they only the only project that should have been out by now that hasn't come out is the Batman. That's the only one that was supposed to come out in twenty eighteen. Way I years mean, ago. According to their initial initial schedule, I mean, by this point, we're we're supposed to be getting close to the Flash. That's supposed to be coming out late next year, which I I guess they they're still supposed to be coming out. But it's another one. I'm not so sure we're getting Flashpoint anytime soon until they get a director. Yeah, um, Flashpoint looks nowhere near. You know, Green Lantern Corps. I, I don't know if that's coming out. But that was. But see, that's what I'm trying to say. Like those movies were still beyond 2018. Yeah, I, mean, I know we're not getting those. Those were 2019, 2020, 21, 21. Um, and then there was another one. I'm forgetting which one it was. That I'm like, uh, I don't think we're getting that one yet. And like again, some of these movies will come out. I'm not saying that we won't have a DC universe outside of Wonder Woman too, but it's impossible to pinpoint which ones will be. Like Batgirl, that was the one. I don't think that. I don't think Batgirl was coming out. I I'd be. I wouldn't say I'd yeah, be shocked. We don't. We didn't drop the ball. Well, yeah, we didn't dropped out. He's done. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I I think we'll get. One of Birds of Prey, Gotham City Sirens, Batgirl. Whether or not Penguin will be the villain uh, in that movie um, remains to be seen. But I don't know who is the villain if you don't. I guess my, I guess my thing is that it seems like whereas before it seemed like there was kind of chaos and a lot of bad ideas that were being thrown out as facts that were going to happen. Now it seems like. Well, maybe you could argue it's more chaotic. It seems like they're at least more honest with the chaotic nature of it. Uh, they're saying, hey, they're going through scripts for Birds of Prey. One has Penguin uh, with Batman. We don't know. It could be Penguin, but really it's up to Reeves, and Reeves could decide to do something else because it, it seems like Reeves has been given full carte blanche for whatever he wants to do with Batman. It, it almost seems like they're at his mercy, which is like, what's taking them so long to come up with? Who's the Batman and what they're gonna do? Is there any part of you also that feels like not knowing who the Batman is also hurts any excitement for the Penguin? Like not knowing who's playing Batman? Yeah. 
It's not Ben Affleck. I, <laughs> he hasn't said if he's, 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 he, like, no one, and that's the one thing I think that, uh, I, I think, as we talked about this before, I think where, I think DC has, has, has done a poor job of, uh, uh, media management is I feel like they should just be honest with certain things. Like, if, if you're trying to hold out and do Flashpoint to get Ben Affleck out of here, I don't know if you can do that. Like, I don't know if that, like, because of, like, how messy Flashpoint has become, where, again, a 2019 release date seems unlikely. That's not impossible, but, I mean, we're halfway Summer through 20, 2019. We're halfway to 2018, and there's not any director. There's no filming. We don't even have a synopsis. We don't have much of anything. Uh, we have a Henry Allen the Iris. That's it. So, after that, it seems like there's a lot still left to be desired, so... Maybe that plan needs to just be thrown out. I don't know. I don't know what you do. But this seems like a waste that we're still this far along. We don't have a Batman. Or we do, but like you said, you think it is supposed to be Affleck? But, well, they won't say. We keep there asking. Other, there are they, we've been asked them. We've asked them several times. And they keep saying, well, Ben Affleck's committed to being Batman. Or, other, ben Affleck loves Batman. It's like that. It's not answering the question. Is he Batman or is he not? The other, the other Batman took a pay cut to go to a, a better situation. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, well, I'm going to go to a winning team. I'm too late in my career to be, you know, I'm ring chasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal at this point is ring chasing, man. He ain't trying to be, uh, he ain't I'm trying like, to be a Russell Westbrook yeah, having a triple-double for nothing. Yeah, I'm not trying to get trying my to, money. Trying to, carry, trying to carry guys who, 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 you know, who don't really want to be there. You know, he, he's trying to get rings. So... John Hall sees that Marvel money. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll play Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I know it's a one-off, but you know, maybe I could do six, six, six after that is done. But hey, you know, I know this is going to be a winner. So yeah, exactly. It's putting the Batman and all that pressure on him. Uh, I don't know. This I, Part of me does feel like I, I could maybe feel better about it if I knew who was playing Batman. You know, because there's that overarching thing. I just think that for DC to be, to treat its... I'd argue it's the most important character. I know some argue Superman, and that's probably a fist fight in some comic cons. <laughs> but I would argue Batman has become their most important character because I think when it comes to recent movies, he's a guy that I think brings the most people out now. No longer Superman. Definitely. I think they've treated him terribly. And some of that, some of that blame belongs to Affleck. Because, you know, and some of it, I guess, but belongs to whether, look, he went through some very tough times. So, whatever he went through obviously has something to do with probably what's going what's going on with him and his... The chaotic... His, his likelihood that he will no longer be Batman. Right. But, so, and then I'd say second point, some of that belongs to Zack Snyder for what I still think is a stupid vision of this old Batman. I don't think it's something anyone really, really wanted to see. And it, for someone who's, hey. trying, someone who's trying to universe build... It cut short his universe. Right. I, you know, like it didn't make any sense. <laughs> You're trying to universe build. Wouldn't you want someone who could do the role for yeah, 15 years? Yeah, a 50 year old Batman. Yeah, it's like, I want an old Batman. It's like, well, what happens five years, yeah. five years from now? You're like, yo, the clock's ticking now. Like, after two movies, yeah. he, he's kind of done. It's not like we're making movies every year. Like, these movies take about two, three years. Yeah, it make. takes a while to make movies. And then, like, I'm sure the actor playing Batman wants to do other things besides play Batman. Right. So it's not like he's like, all right, you know, as soon as the movie's over, we do press, I'm ready to shoot again. He might want to shoot another movie or... Direct another movie? Yeah, with Affleck, Affleck, he could direct or produce or just spend time with his family. <laughs> yeah. like maybe just not do anything Hollywood-wise. He has enough millions. So 
So Zack Snyder deserves a lot of blame. So I know there's a lot of blame to go around perhaps with why the Batman has been treated poorly. But at the same time, it's the Batman. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for how DC has treated this character that is so important to them. And I think that that's a, quite a shame that we're sitting here June of 2018 where we should have already been had a Batman movie. And we don't know who's Batman. We don't know when it's coming out. We may have other Bat movies come out before the Batman still. We have all the Batman we've changed movies. The, we've changed the director. Like, there's so much there's so much chaos around the Batman franchise. And that's insane to me because it's Batman. If it was Suicide Squad or something less important, I can understand. But with Batman, they can't get their act together. That's something that still frustrates me a little bit. But um, hopefully they can find a great Penguin if they do go with Circus. That is a home run casting, if I'm, as far as I'm concerned. I, I just hope that they can figure out the rest of the issues involving that character. And uh, I know Reeves has been very busy recently. He had a lot of stuff to do with the press run for Planet. But I kind of wish he would give us a little more updates instead of just you know tweeting bat emojis every now and then when people question what's going on. Actually tell us what's happening as opposed to what's going on. I don't know. That's me. Anyway... Speaking of, I talked about how we were going to talk about Birds of Prey a little bit more, and we do have some news regarding that uh, that franchise. So, uh, the rumor, and this is uh, being reported by Omega Underground, that Black Canary and Huntress will appear in Birds of Prey. If you know anything about the Birds of Prey comic book or anything about Birds of Prey, these are two uh, linchpin characters, especially Black Canary. So, it's not that surprising to hear that these characters would be involved, though there was some questions when you consider, you know, Batgirl isn't really a Birds of Prey character, at least not as Batgirl, as Oracle, yes. Um, so, so who else is going to be part of that team? It was a little unclear, but it seems like so far uh, Huntress and Black Canary could be a part of that. Adding another wrinkle to this, um, the Raps Umberto Gonzalez is reporting that... Umberto. Yes, our homie Umberto. No signs of Catwoman so far. That she has no, no plans to be a part of this movie. So, kind of, there's two pronged news there with Birds of Prey, along with the Penguin news. What do you make of, uh, of what we have here with Black Canary and Huntress set to debut? I'm not shocked that Huntress and, uh, uh, you know, Black Canary are going to be in this movie because, like you said, those two characters are very frequent, uh, in that Birds of Prey concept. Um, but. I'm a little surprised that we're not getting Catwoman. Uh, I guess it's not... See, the, I guess the confusion with this entire movie is it lies in who's going to be in it. And what movie is this? Because, obviously, we've talked a bunch of times about... We, we know DC is trying to make some sort of female-led movie. That'll happen. Outside of Wonder Woman. In that, in that Batman universe. Might be Batgirl. Might be some sort of Harley Quinn spinoff. Might be a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. It might be Gotham City Sirens with Harley Quinn. It might be Birds of Prey. Those are all out there. Those have all been pitched. I don't know which ones are in development. I assume Birds of Prey is happening. I assume Batgirl's happening. I don't know what's the deal with Bat Gotham City Sirens. I I don't think that's the same thing as Birds of Prey. I thought Gotham City Sirens was cut. Wasn't yeah, exactly. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, I I don't I don't know what's the deal with Margot Robbie's. Harley Quinn character. I don't know. The Suicide Squad 2 is another one that I haven't mentioned. That's what I'm saying. All these movies, there's no way they're doing all these movies. But these have all been talked about. Either. But regardless, um, so 
if you if you look at all the movies that I've laid out, and you told me we've got Catwoman, uh, Black Canary, and Huntress, and we're talking Birds of Prey, I'd be like, why would you put Catwoman in Birds of Prey? Like, why wouldn't you put her in Gotham City Sirens? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you put Catwoman in uh, Batgirl? Why wouldn't you put Catwoman in Harley Quinn and the Joker, maybe? Mm-hmm. You know, putting Catwoman in Birds of Prey doesn't necessarily make the most sense. Now, Black Canary and Huntress, obviously those two characters fit perfectly with Birds of Prey. They only fit with Birds of Prey in that concept. So, this sounds like, really this sounds like the initial plan that they had, which was Gotham City Sirens would be Harley Quinn, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Birds of Prey, would be Huntress, uh, and Black Canary with maybe some other characters that apparently don't include Catwoman. Right. Uh, so I, I guess it's not shocking when you look at it that way, but because it's, all this stuff is overlapping and it gets jumbled up, you first hear it and you're like, wait, Catwoman? I thought they were going to do Catwoman. They said something about Catwoman and now there's no Catwoman. Yeah. Where's Catwoman going to come into play? Because there are, there are the Gotham City Sirens, like you mentioned, reportedly. So... Have they scrapped the idea of having Catwoman in any of these movies? Or are they... I don't know. Going back to Gotham City Sirens, I don't know what the deal is with these movies. Yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if some of this has come down to geography. Like, will Birds of Prey just be the Gotham City Sirens in another city? In Star City or Bloodhaven or somewhere, you know? No, be because terrible. to me, like, that's... But, like, the terrible. way I'm looking at this, like, the way you broke it down, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like geography. That, oh, well, Birds of Prey is here... See, and I, that I, girl can make a move around so she could be in Gotham and in what's the name. I looked at Gotham City Sirens. Like, the difference between that and Birds of Prey is that Gotham City Sirens would be more so villain characters. Well, like, yeah. Poison Ivy, oh, okay. Harley Quinn, and Catwoman are all villains. Where, I mean, Hunter is a little more of a. She can swing either way, but Black She's Harry's more of a hero. Yeah, and Black Canary. She's just brutal. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Like, that's, that would be the difference for me. That's why, like, I don't see Catwoman fitting at all in Birds of Prey, in that theory. Well, Catwoman, would, to me, would fit in Birds of Prey if she was an adversary. You're right. That makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. She wouldn't be a part of the Birds of Prey. No. So, yeah, I don't know if Roberta was saying that, no, she won't appear. Not, I, don't, I don't know what the context of him saying that there's no plans for her other than him saying that there's no plans for her. But uh, but yeah, she would make more sense in Gotham City Sirens if that is still a thing. Which I, again, I would like to look that up. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I thought that that was one of the movies that was officially out. But I'll be honest, I'm not clamoring for another Catwoman. Really, it's been a little while since we had Selena Kyle. I don't know when when Rise came out. What is that? Maybe six years ago. Maybe yeah. Yeah, about six years. Right on the dot. If that's right. So six years ago, this movie comes out in two years. Knock on wood, eight years from <laughs> <Two> now. Years. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm just asking. For Birds of Prey? Impossible. Yeah, I'm saying. Two Impossible. years? Yeah. What is it, 2018? 2020 summer? That's not, no. They could They could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they could. They, they've do got, that. Yeah, but they got to push it up then. I mean, that's pushing well, back. I mean, it, like you said, we, we've gotten a lot of news. We've so got clearly Wonder Woman, Batgirl. So I guess Batgirl can push back then. Batgirl doesn't have a script. Do they have a director yet? Birds of Prey at least no, has a director. No. What about the new gods? I forgot about that I one. I don't know. Ava DuVernay doing that Ava one. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they don't got a plan. But, uh, but look, all I'm saying is eight years, nine years, <clears throat> it's not, that's a long time. I mean, it's not like, oh, God, I'm never going to forget the Selena Kyle that saw Dark Knight Rises. But I feel like, you know, it was a long time before we had 
Michelle Pfeiffer, and then we got to Selena, uh, we got to Hathaway, who you know anyone who knows me, I'm a I love <laughs> me some Anne Hathaway, so maybe I'm a little biased, but like I don't I don't know if I need someone else in the Catwoman role just yet. Uh, though what I will say is I think it is intriguing the idea of having a like, Catwoman opposite someone that's not Batman. You know, I think that's something we haven't seen yet. You know, they're saying you're trying to do something new. That would be something new. So, from that standpoint, I say, okay, well, maybe that could have been interesting. You know, and and I think when you take her away from Batman, you make her more of a villain. I feel like a lot of the stories that I've read, when they've done that, you see, okay, this person is, she does a lot of bad stuff. She's not a great person. She's an evil person in some instances. It's when Batman gets in the fold where she now kind of, you know, toes the line of good and, and bad. So, I kind of would have liked the idea of her being opposite Birds of Prey and being just a straight villain, pretty much. Uh, with maybe, like, a complicated gray area complex. But if they don't want to do it, again, it might end up being a geography thing. But I will say, look, I'm excited about what the possibilities could be for Huntress and Black Canary on the big screen. Because they definitely didn't get good service on CW. Um, they had terrible service on CW, so I'm willing to see what DC is able to do with those characters on the big screen. I, you know, who knows what how ex how they'll execute it based on what we've seen recently. But I feel like because those characters were so misused and Huntress was barely used in Arrow, it, it won't it won't feel oh this is old. It will feel very new when we see Black Canary on the, on the TV screen. And hopefully, having it be very close to the, the comic books, not again what Arrow did with the character. I I agree with that with that premise for it to all that. Nobody's worried about Laurel Lance or No, uh, not at all. You know, Bertolini, Helena Bertolini, uh in um from Arrow, those characters are relevant in this in this situation. But um yeah, I don't know what the deal is with Gotham City Siren, to be honest with you, man. Obviously there's no real there hasn't been any real direction from Warren Brothers as to what's going on because all this stuff has been handled in the media. This is none of this stuff has been confirmed or denied by Warner Brothers. Um, so, I mean, as far as I as far as, far as I'm concerned, what I think they should do is I think they should combine Birds of Prey and Gotham City Sirens into one movie. I mean, if movie web is to be believed, they're saying that the Birds of Prey movie is supposed to take event, take place after the events. Of Gotham City Sirens, as of what do you mean? How, like when we, when when this this out? was with the reporting of Huntress and Black Canary. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, I feel like the, I, I feel like I remember was, reading a story that Birds Gotham City Sirens was cut. Like that that update. I feel like we did that story on this show, but I don't know. That could have been something else because there's a million movies that we've talked about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're we might be getting an, I mean the Harley Quinn movie I think also might be Birds of Prey I'm at Birds of Prey Gotham City Siren um, I, like I honestly like I said I think you should really look at combining those two movies it may get hectic but I don't think we need both of them uh, they they're very similar concepts. One's a hero group, one's a villain group. Well, why do we need Gotham City Sirens and Suicide Squad? Like, this just seems like a recipe for disaster for DC. 
You know what I mean? Like, we've got Gotham City Sirens, but we don't have it. But we might have it. We've got Birds of Prey. Um, again, very similar concepts. Uh, too many Gotham City movies in general. If we then, if we then throw in Batgirl, Bat, the Batman, possibly Nightwing, and you would think Suicide Squad 2 would also maybe have some of these characters. It None of this makes any sense, which is why not all these movies will happen. I think most of these movies won't happen. Uh, and I think DC's blowing a lot of smoke. But we'll see. It's, I mean, I was just trying to do a quick as you went through your thing, and I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I just tried to quickly, <laughs> while you were talking, go through the timeline. I felt like it was, <laughs> I felt like it was a flash, but it was like, I gotta fix the timeline. I gotta figure out what movies were coming out, what's not happening, and it's impossible. You know, like maybe if I had 15 minutes, I could do it, but like I couldn't do it in the five minutes. I just tried. I mean, they, they definitely could, they it definitely would do them a, a good service to come out, do it in, do it at Comic Con. Why not do it next month? Come out. I think they will. And, and, and to be fair, this is the time to do it. Marvel has decided to just punt this year, which is. Shocking. I no, still no, think it makes sense. With the Infinity War, the way Infinity War. Oh, it makes out. sense. They have nothing to show. <laughs> like we'll show you everything we got to show on Jimmy Kimmel in November before the movie. Yeah, I guess you're right. When's Captain Marvel come out though? Captain Marvel isn't that next year? Like Is it before Infinity War? Before Avengers Four? Yeah. Then why would you come out and show that? Oh, that's what I say. It just seemed weird that they're just like, we ain't showing nothing. We're not even gonna be there. They're not even gonna pull up. That's that's crazy to me. But I I have a theory that again. I think they might come to New York. Maybe that's wishful thinking since I know I will be there. But that's my theory saying, oh, they first unveiled Avengers footage at you know New York New York ten years ago. Why not come back to New York ten years later? And do it, even though that would be weird considering San Diego has been like their home. But I, I don't know. In terms of again going back to topic, this seems like that seems like the right time to to do it to say, okay, you know, there's been a lot of confusion. Part of that's our fault. But here's our new slate. Whatever slate you had before, don't even remember it. This is our new slate, and just let it right know what's happening. I think leaving some so many people in the dark is is frustrating. You think it'll happen, though? I think it'll happen. I'm not convinced. Like, I'm not saying we'll get, like... They, I don't know if they'll say, like, these movies ain't happening, but I think we'll have an idea, like, these movies ain't happening. Like, you... you so, like, they'll like, give us a slate. You think there'll be a slate? I don't know if it'll be, like, a Marvel, like, the the year, the date, this year, <laughs> the, this is the order, but I think we'll have an idea of, like, they may show us concept art and stuff. Some logos, some logos. They're, they're like, DC stuff. like showing they like doing the logos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, Marvel Netflix did the logos too, so not right. just not to bash on DC. DC. So I think we'll have an idea. I think they'll talk about at least six movies, or at least five movies at, at Comic Con. Like we'll definitely get Wonder Woman two. I think. Obviously, we'll get Aquaman, probably a trailer. Shazam, we'll probably get maybe even a teaser for Shazam, and after that, we'll get I think. Two or three other movies. This is a big opportunity for DC because that we're not Marvel, the Avengers Infinity War movie has made DC like obsolete. Nobody even 
cares. Nobody's talking or cares. Like, about DC's any, bad. I don't care. Nobody's talking or cares about what DC is doing right now. You know, it's like so, it's like you have like. But to be fair, that's good for them in a way because it's like you're starting from zero, so like, you can really. You cannot mold the conversation into whatever because no one really has a, any. A lot, right a lot now. of comic book movie fans, or a lot of movie fans in general, superhero movie fans are watching. Like they watch these movies like a sports fan, where like one of your sports teams is terrible, but you don't care because the other one's like in the Super Bowl. Like your other ones, like <laughs> right, want, yeah. just won a championship. So I don't care. Like if my basketball team stinks, but my my football team like the it best. Sounds like look, I was able to survive Memphis basketball this year because the Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> were, exactly. We're competing for a championship. Same same with pit football and. The Minnesota Vikings, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like that, but that's what happens. Like, you really don't care about the other one. Like, I don't care about DC being less than stellar because I know that Marvel's always gonna bring it. Marvel's gonna be excellent going forward. Um, so I don't know. These movies, they have to get back. Like, I remember when there was a time when we actually cared when Marvel, when DC was back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long. Ago. Like when. Like when Suicide Squad, I'm sure I was yelling into this microphone. Yeah, like when Batman <laughs> v Superman was bad. Like I think it hurt people. Right. I was like man, like that. That's yeah. That's, that's a yeah. shame. No one again. To unlike what some of the DC fanboys, and I hate to even refer to them as that because I think we're all DC fanboys. But this is, for lack of a better term, DC fanboys think we all want DC to do extremely well. Like and I there was an expectation. I want there to be. I want this to be amazing. There was an expectation for DC to do well during Batman v Superman. Suicide Squad, you hoped it would be good. And ever since Justice League, I think Justice League, nobody expected it to be good. It was less than stellar. People like, whatever, they shrugged their shoulders. After that, after Infinity War, when everybody lost their minds over the ending, I don't think people even care. Like, Wonder Woman will probably be good, because Wonder Woman was great. Yeah, and Wonder Woman, just great they'll, they'll have, I mean, when is Wonder Woman supposed to come out? Mm, one only, I believe the idea is supposed to be summer 19. To the summer of next year? I believe. I mean, what sucks about that is that, I mean, they're going to be up against what's going to be. We thought Infinity War was going to be <laughs> the biggest of big movies. I mean, they're going to be up against the biggest of big again when we talk about uh, November 19. Okay, so that's a little better. That's actually, I don't know if they were working it that way, but if they were, that actually was smart working it in November. You know, I'm sure they had the, I'm sure they were tempted to be like, you know what, like, one woman is a beast of a property, we'll put it against wasn't anything. Wasn't that like You the, cannot put it against Avengers 4. Wasn't wasn't that like the initial thing? You thought they moved it back? I, I, I vaguely remember them like saying like, we're going to put Wonder Woman like right next to Avengers. I, I think that talk, was, I thought I that was the we, first time. That was the first movie. Wasn't that in June or whatever? Which, it wasn't against it. We They put it against Guardians, and it did very well. Right. It wasn't, like, directly against it, but it was in the same summer. It was I like just vaguely maybe remember three, them, like, or maybe I maybe I had, like, pitched that idea or something. I don't know. I vaguely remember us talking about it on the show. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that could have been a conversation on the show. Like, why, like, they should really, like, think about putting it next to... Uh, I mean, now you can't do that, obviously. Yeah, there's no way. That would just be dumb. There's no way you could put Wonder Woman... I, I think I think solo. You guys are for sure talk about it on Imperial. I think what they did was foolish, putting it so close to yeah, that. which makes even less sense considering they're all the same company. Yeah, they they yay for monopolies by the way. <laughs> they bit themselves in the. Uh, I don't yeah like I, I in the box. yeah not that I know maybe they thought oh those are different fan bases I'm like not really. You know if you like Star Wars you probably like superheroes. Um, we talked a lot about this 
Gotham City Sirens. Well, it was originally Birds of Prey. It became a Gotham City Sirens conversation. Uh, I don't have really much more else to say on it. I'm excited about the idea of Huntress and Black Canary. Uh, I think Catwoman would have been cool, but I'm not devastated because I, I agree with you that it's not the most natural fit. And I think I actually think Penguin would be a really good villain for Birds of Prey. Um, so we'll see. But I, I think I, I I like the idea of a Birds of Prey movie. I don't get the Gotham City Sirens thing that much. I think Birds of Prey could be really cool. So I'm I would be excited to see that movie if it's done well, of course. But uh, again, DC has always a big if. Let's head to some other news. Uh, we we've uh, stayed on that long enough. Let's talk about quickly some comments from Chris Hensworth about what's going to happen in the Avengers Four. We just talked about Avengers Four a little bit. He's saying uh, that. Quote, if you were more if you were shocked by Infinity War, I think the second one is even more shocking for other reasons entirely. That's what kind of blew me away the first time I read both scripts is how they imagined to orchestrate so many different characters but give them each of their own separate shot at shot and moments and have it be elevated and feel fresh and unique. Not just like a messy thrown together assembly of these guys. So Hensworth, little you know, I feel like I feel like some of these actors are trying their best not to give away much. I think some of them have been slipping. I'm trying to avoid the ones that have been slipping with spoilers. But Hensworth, giving you every night after now and then giving you a little Easter egg, a little hint. Hensworth here is saying that he thinks that second uh, act is more shocking, the ending, which is fascinating because I didn't. That would surprise me. It would. Yes. It would too, only because. Whatever no, I, no one saw what was coming happen. I know that some people were saying it was predictable. No, it wasn't. No one thought Spider Man was gonna die. You may not think he's gonna stay dead, but no one watching that just thought, "Yo, Spider Man's gonna die." Like, I, I think some people thought maybe it was a possibility, just knowing how, like, if they're gonna make Thanos strong, oh, well, it'd be wouldn't it be cool if they killed like all the Avengers? Now, not not necessarily in the snap type of thing. I would, I, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, especially during the movie, <laughs> I I know for a fact I wasn't expecting that. But when you go through all these theories and scenarios in your head, I mean, I'm like Doctor Strange, you know that was one of, that was one of the possibilities. Now I also didn't expect like they would strategically make it where all the original Avengers uh, that that was certainly unique and that's not something that I uh, accounted for. But um, but I agree that it seems like impossible. It seems impossible for them to. I'll do that only because now we're really going through almost every scenario possible. And, like, the only realistic possibilities are very, very not shocking at this point. Like, if well, Cap well, died... Run, run through Like, we assume... I mean, the only thing that would be shocking is if Black Panther and Spider-Man and those characters stay dead. But that's not happening. Right. Again, the only realistic possibility. Those include one of or all of Iron Man... Cap and Thor and all the characters that are still alive dying and maybe replacing the characters that are uh, dead. I feel like that's what most people think is going to happen. I think that's what most people expect. I don't. So if he, but if he's saying that it's going to be more shocking, do you think Hemsworth has the awareness to realize that that's what people are expecting? Because I, I, I find Hemsworth like I feel like some of the other actors. I don't know. Maybe I'm connecting him to Thor too much, the person, but. I do feel like of the actors, I feel like Hemsworth is more, like, more likely to be very like just like honest and like just tell you 
like he's not gonna play games with you. Is what I'm saying. Right. I don't know. Maybe I feel like uh, a Ruffalo, uh, 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 Evans, um, definitely Tom young Tom Holland. They made me more likely to kind of know how you're tell- how you're feeling and kind of tugging those emotions a little bit. Hansford doesn't seem to be. I've never read him to be that kind of way. So when he says it's gonna be more shocking, I kind of take him at face value. And then that's shocking because it's like I didn't think that was possible. Because again, I don't I don't know how anyone could have foreseen that happening the way it did. No. Anyone who says that, I think they're lying. I don't believe I don't believe them. I think they're trying to be contrarian and be like, oh, I knew it was gonna happen. No, you didn't. You didn't know Black Panther was going to was gonna die because. Whatever you think of what happened or what's gonna happen, that's what the reality is right now. No one thought that that was possible. So when Hensworth says this, it's like, okay, now I start to think, what's possible? What what is he talking about? Like, I don't know. He's not privy to I think what the fandom people are thinking. So I think he's thinking from just a movie standpoint. Yeah, what what we do know. But I think he's, I think he knows that people expect him to no longer be Thor. Yeah. Or wouldn't be surprised if he right. wouldn't go early. Or, or wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if he even he stayed. But, like, Cap and Iron Man are no longer around. Yeah. Or all of them are gone. Like, all these stuff has been talked about. Yeah. But, um, and th- that stuff will not be nearly as shocking, like you said, as Spider-Man died. Mm-hmm. Because or Black Panther, those two characters especially that we talked about having long futures in Marvel. So to kill them off is not going to be nearly as shocking as killing off these it was going to be way more shocking than killing off these guys that have been there for years. Um, now, what I will say is that of the other possibilities of things that could be shocking, other characters that we haven't talked about being in, included in the movie. Now, I don't know if that'll... That would be shocking to some people. Some people would be like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, like... If the Fantastic Four showed up, I mean, that's, that's not, not gonna happen, obviously. But like in theory, like even if like Nova or somebody showed up, that would be more shocking than this. But like that, that could be what he's talking about. Oh, Daredevil in the movie, you know. But um, that could also be very shocking. It doesn't have to be a character death, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so you think? So you think he might not be talking about a character death? He might not be, because like, like. Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father is probably the most shocking thing in movie history. That's not anybody dying. Like, we could you could be shocking and not have it, not have a character get killed off. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about because I haven't seen, I haven't read the script. But I can't even begin to guess what he could be referring to. Like, now I'm trying to take away like what most people's guesses are. What my guess is. I'm trying to think of what else could possibly be. I, I'm trying. I can't think of anything. I can't even presume to think of what he's talking about. Which then makes me think maybe he is more savvy than we think. Maybe he knows that this is... <laughs> then more people be like, yo, I gotta see this next movie. And, <laughs> Make sure they get they can maybe break the 300 number this time. And Marvel is fairly... 300 million. Straightforward. Like, even in Infinity War, they are fairly straightforward. Like they're not. They didn't lie confused. about like Captain Marvel not showing up. Like they were. Like, they're not super confusing about it. They're not like again. They don't try and like throw like a million smoke bombs out there mm-hmm. and like you know like try and distract you with certain things. Like the movie was what the movie was. Um, that movie's a work of art, man. Like the more you, I think about it, like right. just like and kind of what Hemsworth was saying, like how they put together all those pieces 
and how you said how it, it the movie kind of just was what like that kind of movie is not supposed to be a movie you say it's just kind of was what it was in terms of what they pitched you and then what you saw but that could have easily not been the case that could have the movie could have flipped and got bad in a zillion different ways yeah yeah we haven't seen uh we obviously haven't seen a movie like that they said that avengers 4 is supposed to be or at least internally it's it's titled infinity gauntlet yeah they said that that was the that was what it was supposed to be titled initially and that because it got leaked that that's maybe will not no longer be long no longer be the title yeah that was gonna be endgame (laughs) (laughs) is Um, that really or are you just joking I mean, that's my guess. You think it will be Endgame? Yeah, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Not shocked, because, I mean, again, it could be the same concept as the Infinity Gauntlet thing, but from what I've heard, it sounds like that's what it's going to be. And it'll make sense. Why do you think that if that's what the pro- that's what the idea was? Why do you think Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet, that that meant, like, what does that mean? Because I think like even something like that is an important nugget to know. Why Infinity Gauntlet would be the, the second one? Yeah, like, how does that relate? Because they were supposed to receive Infinity War Part 1 and 2. And at some point, they decided it was going to be Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet. So, I think that they tells us a little bit about the, the story. Maybe it tells us 1%, but it gives us some puzzle piece. Well, Let's I work with that puzzle the piece. The idea of the Infinity War was supposed to be all these characters that we've known. Like, a war generally involves many people. Yeah. I think that was supposed to be the concept. And it was supposed to be with these Infinity Gems and stuff. Um... Like a war for the Infinity Gem. Mm-hmm. I think Infinity Gauntlet. I think we'll see. I think the Infinity Gauntlet will be heavily featured in the next one, and I think will be probably the balance of power in the next one. I agree. Whoever's holding it, whoever's got it. And, I, and I, I'm I'm still sick in my theory that I think that Captain Marvel is going to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. I think it'll be Captain Marvel, which I think I, I said it. Shout out! Look, look, check out our YouTube video, New Generation Media. There's actually a new video up there that you actually should check out. Uh, talking about. Uh, possibly the Young Avengers maybe being in Infinity Avengers four, but uh, no, yeah, I, I if that hearing that, that made me think that someone's going to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. It's not Thanos, and my guess is still going to be Captain Marvel. Right. My guess would that is that it would be Iron Man. It just seemed like in Infinity War they were definitely paralleling Iron Man with Thanos. Yes, like it definitely felt like. Which was surprising. I thought it would be Captain America. Mm-hmm. But definitely felt like Iron Man was the main adversary for Thanos. So I think the final, whatever final clash we get, I think the final clash will probably involve all three of Iron Man, Thor, and Cap. But I think Iron Man will be the one that will the, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. But I think that's what they were, I think that's what they meant for the title. Um, Endgame, the only problem with the, if it is Endgame is that that feels a little... Like, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're saying the title's Endgame, then I know, oh, oh, I get it, the Endgame. It's all part of the Endgame for him to win. Right. You know, so we know they're going to win, type of thing. Like, they're foreshadowing. A lot of people guessing Endgame? Is that a popular theory? Theory, there have been some reporting where some people saying that, like, some people saying right after the movie, oh, yeah, that makes a bunch of sense. And some people, like, I think, like, right before the movie came out, like, Someone said, "Oh, it's supposed to be titled Endgame," and you'll and the guy was like, "You'll know why when the movie comes out." Yeah, yeah I'm I'm trying to. I, I think it sounded better like when after I saw the movie, but like sitting on the title now, I don't know if I love that title. It's too. It references the first movie. It's too like. 
You know, you know what I mean? It's more of like an inside thing. Like you got to pay attention to that line. Yeah, like to me, like the line. star, like the Star Wars movies. There's like, like they kind of sit. They kind of speak for themselves. They're distinct. Yeah. End games. Like what the hell does that mean? I mean, I guess this means it's not the last Avengers movie. So what's End Game? I mean, it I, might be. It's not, it's the, not gonna be. I mean, it was the last Avengers movie. It's, it's the last, the last of, of these. Yeah, this yeah. era and probably of these heroes. I mean, it's not the last Avengers. Movie. Like the next one will be called something totally different. Like it'll have, it, might, it might have the name Avengers, but it'll be like New Avengers. Okay, something along those lines. Like they'll make it to where like, oh, this isn't just a rehash of the same Avengers group, Avengers sure. Five type thing. It'll be a reboot. Staying on topic of actors speaking about their movies in comparison to the previous movies they did, Evan Peters, who plays Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise, says that Dark Phoenix is going to be darker. (laughs) 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 Sounds easy, right? Darker than Apocalypse. He said, quote, it's the classic X-Men first class tone where there's a bit of humor thrown in there, but it's much darker than the previous one, Apocalypse. Apocalypse was in the 80s, so there's a lot more room for goofy stuff in there, there's this one is much more serious film about the internal struggle of Phoenix and Gene. So it's a dramatic film. There's nothing very comedic about it other than a few moments uh, that are in there. I think it's going to be a powerful one. Star Phoenix, I think it's going to be much darker. Going to be darker than we were used to. It's going to be a, uh, a change, but it's going to be uh, fun for everybody. Also, he spoke about uh, what it was like working with Simon Kinberg. He said, awesome. It was incredible. He was prepared. Uh, he knew what was going on. He knew what he was doing. I'm sorry. He surrounded himself with a great team that's been there for years. Everybody knows each other. It was a great environment for him to step forward. He knows the characters and the story better than anyone because he wrote it. I think it was easy for him. And it was very calm. It was a fun experience, but it was also a calm experience this time around, which was a relief. Interesting to see this time around. Suggest maybe the last time wasn't quite as fun or calming. Movie did definitely didn't look fun or common. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, Kendall, Dark Phoenix, darker than Apocalypse. Also, Kimberg possibly hinting at a better experience than working with Singer last time. Uh, I put his words in his mouth. He didn't necessarily say that, but I, <laughs> I'm. But those quotes sound like he he had more fun working on this movie. Yeah. Um, at least saying how he thought about working with Kimberg. Let's say it that way. What I will say is. Um, Dark Phoenix being darker than Apocalypse. After seeing Apocalypse, that's not shocking. Um, because I don't think that movie is that dark. To be honest, I think it was a little. <laughs> I did. I don't think he took it so seriously enough. I gotta watch Apocalypse again. I feel like I'm gonna hate it. Last more. time, yeah, like I feel like I, I feel like I was probably way more kinder on it and, than I needed to be. Me and our mom, show. we watched it like maybe like a year ago. Like it might have been like last summer, and it it was like I mean, it's fun, like. If you like X Men movies, like, but it's does again. It doesn't take itself seriously, or that, or I just couldn't take Apocalypse seriously, which is probably the latter. If if I'm being honest, right? I think it took itself seriously. I just couldn't take it seriously. But um, so I'm not surprised that Dark Phoenix is going to be uh, darker. Although I think if you would have told me before Apocalypse that they're going to do a Phoenix movie and an Apocalypse movie, I would think that Apocalypse should be darker. I mean, a Phoenix Dark Phoenix is always going to have more emotion. Because you have the whole, you have a main character starting evil type thing, but I mean we're talking about Ensabanor. I mean I, I think he should have been a little more uh, intimidating than I think he was. But um, I mean the Kimberg stuff, we know that Kimberg, uh, this is his first go around, so it's good to hear someone on the cast kind of give him some 
some backup on his job that he did in his first Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of questions about <coughs> what he's going to do since he's never directed before. Yeah, never directed, and his producing resume isn't, like, spectacular. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's decent to hear. Um, what I will say is that there was a rumor slash plot leak type thing. I think somebody had seen the movie and was kind of talking about it. And mm-hmm. from what I read, uh, this is the worst X Men movie. Wow. Yeah. Worst X Men movie. There was some spoilers in it, so I wouldn't this deep, delve too deep into it. I don't want to hear him, but right. That's interesting. Okay. But the guy came away from it was like this is the worst X Men movie. That's including Wolverine and The Last Stand, or is this no, the I think no, other no, no, recent no. I think batch. I think definitely other recent batch was the the idea I got probably. From what I heard, there were a lot of similar beats to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Last Stand. Which, there's gonna be. I, I hope not. I mean, that's no, oh, okay. I hope when I, when you, say, you, say, you know more, you know more than what I'm saying, than I know. So, right, right. so, I hear what you're saying. So maybe there's, there were some bad maybe there's parts. specific things that they're doing that they should not have done that was done in Last Stand. That I they might know. try and do re- again. Like, basically. I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. I don't and I don't even remember every detail of sure the the plot leak, but what I do know is that like that was like a major theme of what the guy was trying to say was that like this is last day like it's very similar, which makes no sense. I don't know if I could entirely believe it, but yeah, I don't want I don't that was what we, I feel I like don't want to believe it. That's what we heard I think before though with that oh they're trying to almost do last stand again, but um but just to try to do it better. Uh, what I also did hear, which, which I thought was good, which I thought was uh, something that I, was, uh, that I liked, was that Ty Sheridan will play a big role in this movie. Okay, which uh, he should. Which makes sense. I mean, James Marsden got, he got jipped in the <laughs> X-Men okay. last day, and, you know, dead in the first 10 minutes. Uh, so Ty Sheridan is supposed to play a big role in this movie. Reporting. Yeah, I think Ty has the goods. I, I think he's a very good actor. Yeah. And I think he did a very good job in Apocalypse. For what he was asked to do. So I think this has some upside. Uh but yeah, no. I there were there were some uh there were some shaky things in there, but I don't know what you have to think about this EJ. I mean, how was that a recent thing by the way? Were you telling I me? read that this week. I so, read that on Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday. so that was this week. I mean yeah. Jesus. Let me, oh. let me pull it up. See oh. what I can say, what I can't say. <laughs> yeah, I, what I will say is that that's <laughs> very disheartening. Uh, if it, this is the worst, because this is on combo movie, not combat. Um, actually, I feel like I've been. I don't know what to make of it. Yet. I actually haven't. Well, I will. I think the, here's what I say. I think the promo, the, the very little promo they've had has been really well done artistically. But after that, I don't know much about this movie, so I can't say whether I'm positive or against it yet. Uh, what you're telling me is not good. I'm hoping that maybe this is just another like Deadpool thing where the guys like the movie's terrible. People <laughs> saying the movie's terrible and actually it was great. So that was a big example of why you shouldn't we shouldn't jump out the window for like one person or two people who heard one thing and it's a very grainy rumor. Uh, this is like yeah, I, I, I forgot where this came the from. The superhero movie uh, journalism aspect of it is still very much in its infancy. So we're learning about sourcing and things like that, especially when you consider like it's about like people's opinions about movies. So it becomes even more of a gray area when people say something's bad well before it comes out. In terms of what, so just taking at face value what I'm hearing from Peters, uh, I agree. I agree. It's not surprising. 
Um, I feel like Apocalypse, from what I remember, wasn't very dark. Only it was always, it was dark only in his colors, how it was shot. It was shot very gray. The very gray <laughs> hue. Like a <laughs> it's a very gray hue. You know, Snyder definitely could have worked on this movie. Uh, they you know they they loved the gray hues in that in that movie. So it was not dark. Well, otherwise, it wasn't very dark. Beyond that, which I do think was a test was a, a detriment, considering again you're talking about Apocalypse, but uh, Apocalypse should have been like Thanos, man. Like, oh yeah, that's when you what I see, said. When you see how yeah, well Thanos was done, War, and you're like, what the hell is Fox doing? <laughs> what was that, man? Like they could like a lot of the things Thanos was doing and stuff like Apocalypse could do. Like, yeah, exactly. He should have been doing that stuff. Why? Why would they? What were they thinking? Instead, he was looking at the TV screen, recollecting oh God, the terrible. entire. Last five hundred years of existence. Yeah, I really in two minutes. I don't know what I gave that movie, but it was way too high. I don't even remember, but it was way too high. The more I think about it, um, we gave it the benefit of the doubt because the the young mutants were the young mutants were good. They were refreshing, right? But yeah, oh my god, and Anything obviously else? Mac McAvoy and Fastbender were fine. Yeah, but, but uh, that, that was not I mean, Apocalypse was awful. So him saying it's darker, not that surprising. It is a very emotional story. Um... And I'm assuming when you say darker, I mean, I'm assuming Gene's going to do some pretty horrific things. I guess my problem with the movie is kind of what it's always been, is that, like, we just got this Jean Grey. How am I going to be invested in this Jean Grey being Phoenix if I just met her? And, part honestly, part of me wonders if they feel like Sophie Turner being the character, like, gives them more rope for that. Say, like, oh, well, you know, a lot of you know this woman from something else. So you'll feel invested. And I don't think that's that's stupid. If that's what they're doing. So that's my only take in terms of this. I say, okay, well, if he's saying it's darker, uh, I know that Apocalypse didn't really do anything that was that dark or that scary, which is t- terrible. So it makes me think, okay, well, this villain, which is the Phoenix, I'm sure will be much more brutal. Uh, how, how will that affect me? I don't know if it will affect me the way it should because this movie should be the fourth movie with these X-Men, not the second. Right. Um, so he, he said the '90s were was a factor into why this movie was darker. Which, well, he didn't say that, but he said because it's not the '80s, which the which '90s is a darker time. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, 80s. which is ironic because he's not from the '80s. I don't know if he knows history or anything, but like, it's not like he's like, oh, well, I lived the '80s and '90s, and this is the '90s. So I think he, he probably worse. knew like that was a reason why, like some of the gaps in the movie were because of the setting. Right, yeah, the '90s really was like, a much more military. The '90s kind of reminds like. From, I would, I was in, I didn't live through. I was very young, obviously, but like some of like the early nineties, especially, but some of the early nineties that was happening kind of reminds me of like what's happening now, like a lot of the same tropes, uh, you know, police brutality, uh, you know, black empowerment, those kind of, those themes were happening then too, right, right. So it is a darker time, for sure. Um, we're gonna see mutant, mutant police brutality, and uh, that'd be that'd be interesting, but. Uh, what I will say is, uh, did you want to know some of the, because this came, this was, this has been somewhat confirmed, no no way it's been confirmed, obviously, but this this did come from Reddit, so obviously you have to take it with a major grain of salt, but there's been some idea that this might be legit. What is it? Well, what I will say is, uh, some of the details, minor details, uh, Psylocke apparently isn't in this movie, surprise some people, at least surprise this guy. Uh, or did I don't him. care about that. Uh, did he really want to see that Psylocke? 
Well, that's the question. It's just a little surprising, you know. She kind of ran away. She was still alive, so they thinking, oh, she'll be back. But, you know. They did that character very dirty. They said, uh, there are no... They didn't give Olivia a chance, which is frustrating. There, there are no scrolls in this movie. That's not surprising. There was, there was a talk that there was... I felt like there was no... I feel like that I feel like that was a rumor that didn't never made any sense. They said that they're shape-shifting aliens, but they're, they're no scrolls. Oh, that sounds lame. That's the idea. <laughs> that there are aliens, but they're not scrolls. Yeah, um, that's not, that sounds kind of whack. Uh, one thing that's, uh, I guess, is a minor detail is that the X-Men in this universe at this point have, are seen as similar to the Avengers. So they're like superheroes. like Which is good. I, I, I like that. that. Cool, cause we haven't really to be honest, we, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Because I think the last ones, you could argue maybe by X3, they're kind of no more known. But like, yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. Because that's how they were looked at in the comics. Like, they were, we knew them. These are people that fight for mutant rights and they save the world. But half the people hate them because they're racist. You know, right. is you know, or species or whatever that would be, you know. So, so I mean, um, and then so far, only one of those details disappoints me. <laughs> this one, I think, will, you know, this one, I think, was the most disappointing for me personally. Okay. Um, but you know, we talked about how, uh, you know, there might be Genosha in this movie. According to this, Genosha will probably show up. Okay. Um. And we talked about, you know, Magneto might have a brotherhood. You know, the brother of mutants might show up. Okay. Some people say, oh, we might get, you know, a young Toad or a young Pyro or somebody. I wouldn't have uh, thought that far about yeah, that. Maybe not Pyro. <laughs> I don't think that, that far. But apparently, the, Magneto does have a brother of mutants, but okay, cool. it, it's all just random mutants with no names, no no distinct powers. No, I mean, they got powers, but that's kinda they're just random, no-name mutants. Uh, I don't believe this script. You don't well, believe I don't believe it. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see, obviously. That's the little... That's, some of that stuff sounds way too whack. Like, I mean, shapes of the aliens, <laughs> shapes of aliens, but they're not scrolls. Brotherhood Mutants, but no one you recognize. I don't believe that. To be fair, this is kind of, I mean, the Brotherhood Mutants, they've done this before. You know I mean? Those, those, some of those... That first group of Brotherhood Mutants, not like the... Not X1, but like... X-Men Last Stand, I believe it was. Remember those, like, a Brotherhood of Mutants? No, but those were real mutants. You may not say, like, oh, I don't know who they are. Not all of them. I mean, there was like there were times where Magneto's got like hundreds, man, hundreds, but like you know, forty or fifty with them, and like maybe only three of them were like actually comic book characters. Right. I, I imagine that's what this is going to be. Also, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some you know one or two like recognizable names. They can't do that. I don't. But then this. the rest are just like I, I'm, fully, I'm fully, uh, I'm fully, I'm uh, fully. Uh, disowning that your BS, your BS meter is going up it's through the roof I don't believe any of that and the, the which makes you think that maybe the scrolls will actually happen I don't know I don't think I, I the scroll thing always seemed weird it never made any sense right so if they're not scrolls in here that's not surprising they're doing eight shape-shifting aliens I don't know well we do know there's supposed to be an alien the Shiara Empire should be in this movie they like they right whether they will be I don't know but the fact that they've kind of danced around their their involvement is very frustrating. They should be a big part of this movie. They don't say anything about uh, about the Shi'ar Empire in this. So, I, 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 I mean, according to this, that's not. That's, a that's why. That's why I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm not on it. I'm gonna say. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna pass and say that I don't believe in much of this. And the last thing is that we won't see a lot of. Uh, according to this, we'll see a lot of Professor X, a lot of Magneto. Uh, and a lot of 
obviously Jean Grey and Cyclops. Um, one other character, I believe, I forgot who the last guy was. Oh, and Mystique. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but the, the one person, the people that we won't see a whole lot of are Storm, Nightcrawler, and Quicksilver. So. Fun. Yeah. The fun characters we won't see. Yeah, basically. The characters we want to see. <laughs> There's the characters we I mean, haven't look, seen a whole lot. Evan said it was a darker movie. He's probably, look, I'm used to being the comedy, so if I'm not in it that much, then this is, I know this is a darker movie. Uh, I take a lot of that with a huge grain of salt to me. This guy said he saw the movie. The test screening. I'll see. I'll wait to see. I'll see when I believe it. I don't know. <laughs> someone was like, this was in an article, someone in the conversation was like, uh, Barry didn't make it a Netflix exclusive. <laughs> I, uh, I concur. I yeah, to give you what you, shot. what you what you told me did not sound very good. I will say that, but, well, yeah, exactly. I, but I'm gonna give them a, I'm gonna give them a huge grain of salt and say I don't. Believe, this is Simon. Kimber, I don't believe much of what 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 you just told me. I, my expectations for this movie went down when Simon Kimberg was attached. But I, I mean, he like, wrote he's written other stuff with the X Men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good or bad, you know. Fair enough. You know, he did uh, First Class, I believe. Also, they need like a whole makeover, like. I feel like they're trying to. I know who know what the X Men franchise is. The X Men franchise is that coach, is that team, who fires their head coach, but then like hires a defensive coordinator to be the head coach. That's exactly what this was. This is exactly what they're doing. Like, the team really needs a complete like System overchange of cre- of like the creative process. They just like they keep saying, "Oh, like we've been successful, and like we 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 know the formula. We just got off the beaten path." But we could just find someone who knows the formula. What they really did. And it'd be okay. It's like, no, you need to throw the formula out. They need to just... I know they've had winners recently. But they they, they drastically need a shakeup. And Vaughn gave them that shakeup with first class. I feel like ever since then, they decided, nope, we got to go back to the, to the you know, what feels the comfortable. Stuff, yeah. Be safer. And it's like, no, they should have gone more that way. Like, and... First, uh, Daily Future Pass, I love. I even argue that I think it's a little better than First Class. And I've gotten into fights with friends because of it. But at the same time, while that was successful, that was successful because that was a well-told story and the performances were well done. But they still were going, they went back the wrong way. They went back to what makes them safer. It just was better than what they had done recently. But that formula is, I think it just, it's. I think it's a little, honestly a little outdated. Because when you look at what Marvel is doing and how they they just go for it with their superheroes, seeing like again seeing Singer play with Gray Hughes for two hours is like is lame. Like no one really wants to see that. Like so, I hope I don't know. I hope with this movie we don't get more of the same. But if that's what they're going for, it makes me wonder if it may not matter if Fox does go through with this Disney deal, which is I'm getting more and more nervous about. The more Comcast, I was chirping about the bread they got. Um, but maybe it won't matter, but it feels like to me that the X-Men, if this is a misstep, their biggest misstep has been not coming with someone with a, a very new, sharp, creative mind to kind of just do whatever and not stay within the box that they created for themselves. Because there's no reason. The X-Men are, there's a million different stories, a million different ways to go. Even the story they chose to do for this movie, it's still them staying in the box. They're doing a story they literally did already. I can't help but care, or not care about this movie because I know it's a dead franchise walk. It's 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 a lame duck. 
So, I mean, it's not getting any sequels. <laughs> so, what do you, I mean, it's like the same reason why, like, I mean, Spider-Man 2 was a lame duck. Like, when we had heard that that was bad, we were like, alright, so this is the last one. So we didn't even see it. Um, Fantastic Four, when we heard that was bad, we didn't see it. Like, this we know is a lame duck. I'm not saying we don't, we're not going to see Dark Phoenix. I don't know what we'll do, <laughs> depending on how bad it is. But um, this franchise has no future. You did talk about, EJ, your theory of them maybe trying to give these guys an audition and let this be the audition for Marvel. But Yeah, they may end up, may, they may end up cutting the entire team. Yeah, they may have to. <laughs> we'll keep, their, we'll keep uh, Deadpool, and that's about it. And that might be the best way to go, you know? And Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool somebody you can keep, obviously. He's... A third wall, a fourth wall breaker. Anyway, so we told you guys this was a big news week this week. So we have a fifth story. This is our last story of the week, though, and it involves a silver and black story, uh, movie rather, and it's a story you've heard little about because there's been very little details other than that the movie was supposed to be coming out in we're February. Not, we're not covering every bit of silver and black news, and it really isn't. It hasn't been much. Like there hasn't been much to talk about, even if we've have balked at covering some of the stories that have come out, but. Uh, we're talking about it today because just yesterday, we turned recording the show on Saturday, and yesterday was Friday, Sony pulled Silver and Black from its calendar. Shocked. So the, the Silver and Black story, which is, of course, a story that's supposed to be centered around Silver Sable and Black Cat. Why those two make sense to for their own movie, I don't know, but <laughs> this is what the plan. They've apparently pulled it from the scheduling. Uh, the film was supposed to be directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood. She has worked on The Secret of Bees, Life of Bees, and Love and Basketball. Neither of those movies, <laughs> I think of anything to do with uh, Silver and Black, but who say that she can't do a great job on this movie. What I did find interesting, though, was that uh, Gina actually did an interview recently where I don't know if she was playing coy or not being truthful or what was going on, but she says basically that uh, that they're still working on a script. That that's basically been the holdup. That they're just working through scripts, trying to find a script that works for this movie. But nonetheless, it's been pulled from uh, the calendar entirely. They didn't even push it back. I think we all knew February wasn't happening for twenty nineteen. It's what is it June now? How? Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> but. Even if it, that wasn't happening, you could say, okay, well, let's push it back a year. They just took it off the calendar completely. So that says a lot, I think. Well, I don't know what you think. I mean, pushing it back a year seems drastic. But if that's what's going to happen, then just push it back. What's like, it, might, it, it might end up being uh, pushed back a year. Push back a year. You don't think it looks worse to take it off the calendar completely? And then have your director doing an interview saying, oh, we're working on a script. I think they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> okay. I, I think, like... They don't have a script, so they're like, "Why, why put a, why put a, a date, why put a, a, a you know, a, a timeline or a deadline rather on when we have to finish this movie when we don't know when we're gonna have a script because our script right now is trash." Um, I don't know what their plan is. Another movie that I've been skeptical about it coming out, more confident that this will come out than the DCEU movies, only because I know that Venom is happening, but. Uh, this idea always seemed fishy to me, and I'm not shocked. I'm also not shocked that they can't come up with a good script to a Silver and Black movie. I mean, wasn't Craven supposed to be, like, like a bodyguard or something? Like, they were supposed to do some weird stuff in this movie that we talked about. Um, 
like chameleon, I believe, was supposed to be like working with them. He's supposed to be like a, a an agent, an FBI agent or something weird. I've not heard any of those things you just told me. Remember, <laughs> it was like there was like a casting. Oh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. Like we, we cover a lot. We cover a lot of stuff. And maybe the I can't. Mike might have been in this movie. It, that's like kind of. It's now kind of coming back to me. Initially, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about because we haven't done that many silver and black stories. But now I kind of yeah. I don't know it. They need. They clearly need to. I don't know if this was uh, Gina's way of trying to like kind of just get ahead of what's happening, or kind of she kind of knew what may happen. I think it lines up with what I think happened. I think they. They. I think she was maybe a little more nicer about it than what maybe is the truth. But I think in theory they probably couldn't get a script because all their scripts were trash, and so Sony was like, you know what, we're taking it off the calendar because what you call is not happening. February's I have and let's find a script. We don't need to rush. And she's like, Yeah, we're still trying to get our script in order. Which is I guess the truth. But it's curious to me that That's weird to me that you'd have a release date, not a script. Isn't that kinda doesn't that sound weird to you? I am not a movie maker. But I, even in the coverage that we've done, I can't remember a time where like, for example, we knew uh, Whedon was working on Batgirl. They never gave us a date. They, we just knew they, he was working on it. And then it fell apart because he couldn't find a script that worked. For he, you know, he was writing it. Right, right. So, like, that seems weird that they even went ahead and said, oh, yeah, this movie will be out in less than a year, but didn't even have a script. That That's weird to me. It makes me feel like they knew that this wasn't going to make this date for a long time. Oh, probably. I mean that this was just like a formality. I think it's just weird that they pulled it from the from the schedule entirely. I think whatever the secondary. Date but maybe was, or maybe they're being maybe they're being safe. Maybe they're like, look, last time we did it and look what happened. We didn't exactly. we, we didn't miss the date. So maybe we should just take it off and then when we have a script, then put the date back on. Yeah, this uh, there were some some plot details that came from SplashReport.net or .com rather. That talked about how, like, you know, Silver Sable was hired by the government and Black Hat's like a hacker and a thief. And, uh, you know, Chameleon's supposed to show up as a, as a contact of Silver Sable. And, you know, Norman Osborn's going to be a finan- uh, uh, some sort of mystery financer in this movie. And Was this supposed to be rated R? Or was this a- I'm guessing it was going to be PG-13, only because the other one was, like, Venom. But I, Venom's I, PG-13? I thought it was rated R. Venom rated R? I thought it was. I thought that was the whole idea was to make this rated R. That was like, I thought that was like the foundation of why they were doing this. You're probably right. I I, I just never. To got, be fair, a rating hasn't been revealed. Yeah. So it could change. But the, I thought the, the idea. I, got from the trailers, I thought the, the idea was that oh, Deadpool did very well. We want to do a rated R movie. Let's do Venom. That was how I remembered this. Again, we cover a million stories on this show, so. I could have just made that up, but I, I thought that that was, like, already confirmed that, yeah, this is going to be rated R. Like, even, like, when they started thinking about the concept, that the concept was that you're, they were making a rated R film, which is why it made it weird for how he would connect to Spider-Man. Because, especially now that we saw it from Spider-Man, that would be a very, very crazy contrast to have a rated R Venom and have that person somehow cross over to Tom Holland's it, Spider-Man. It's... 
it hasn't been confirmed one way or the other. Mm-hmm. The expectation is for it to be rated R, but still plenty of time. The sense I got from the trailers was that it wasn't going to be rated R. Like, not thinking about, like, a rating. Like, just going off of what I've seen. Feels like a PG-13. It felt that way until, uh, what's the name, put that full symbiote suit on. Then I was like, okay, if that's how Venom's going to look. I feel like you'd be kind of, no pun intended, taking the teeth away from the character if that guy's not killing people in violent ways. Right. But eh, they can do whatever they want. I don't know. Did we ever talk about how Woody Harrelson is going to be... Uh, he said he's barely gonna be in the movie, but that he'll be a lot in the he'll be in a lot of the sequel, which suggests that people think he Carnage might be he's a, Carnage. Well, we know he's gonna be Carnage. We, we know, do. We don't know that for a fact, but okay. it's really Willie Harrelson. Yeah, that's like I feel like I just missed the boat on that. You might not have been here when we talked about it. Yeah, definitely not. I don't. I don't know. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah, this was, I mean. It's all been, all been confirmed. He confirmed it basically by is saying, he Cassidy? I'm in the is movie. he Cassidy? Is that the name? Cassidy Clay or Clay or whatever the hell? Yeah. Uh, I would just spend the term. Probably, yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked if he weren't. But what are you housing as Carnage? But he said he's barely in this movie, which is why we haven't seen him in anything. But that he'll play a big role in the second one. Well, I, I, I for one, I for one like that idea. I didn't like the idea of Carnage being the villain of this first one. Right. I don't like the idea of a Venom movie, <laughs> but that's another story. But I didn't, I was like, what? Is that Carnage and Venom? Like, none of this has to do with Spider-Man? That just seems weird. Uh, also, I don't like the mirror villain thing. This is starting to become a really bad trope, and it's starting to become very obvious. And I know Carnage is real, but move on. Let's do something else. Carnage is the OG of the copycat villain. True. I mean, yes, he is the. He is I mean, we're making up other characters OG that people for don't sure. care about, like Yellow Jacket. But Carnage is the. I mean, he's Venom. He's a Red Venom. You know. Yeah. Like a couple of different powers. Yeah, you can. Yeah, for superheroes. Yeah, I mean, I now mean, Venom's a villain, a villain. Right, of course. So it's not like he's a Venom villain, but like if we were doing it, like, like if you had the, if we did a Mount Rushmore series of copycat villains, we'd have Reverse Flash, yeah. and Venom, and maybe Zod. <laughs> Like, you know, exactly. those, those would be at least three of the four. You'd be like, yeah, these are... What's the guy? Sinestro. Sinestro. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's your, that's your four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your four. Sinestro. Those are your copycat villains, obviously. Um, Maybe take out Zod and put in Red Hulk. Oh, yeah, Red Hulk. <laughs> Red Hulk. That's true. Red Hulk <laughs> kind of became good, though, so that kind of yeah, blows exactly. it because he's not really a villain now. But, yeah, yeah Red Hulk, that's, a, yeah, that's another big one. If you put something in between the other person's name, like Red Hulk or Reverse Flash. Yeah, you're automatically. You're automatically Yellow Lantern. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do the last thing for today, Kendall. Let's talk about Supergirl. Speaking of copycat villains. Oh, Supergirl, You made, yeah. made the case Rain is a copycat villain in some ways. Um, yeah. Supergirl. I think they're doing okay. Uh, I like what they've been doing. Some of the stuff's been a little goofy. Some of the stuff with James Olsen. We watched all these episodes together, actually. So we really could talk about what we talked about together and how we felt as we watched it together. Uh, some of the Jimmy Olsen stuff has been a little weird. Uh, I haven't got some of the beats that he's been trying to pull with Lena. I think some of them have been, it's been a little weird. Like I just think that... I don't know if it's an act, the acting or the directing or the writing. is probably a little bit of all three. But... Like, how I was supposed to feel when, like, I don't know. For some reason, the way they shot it, it didn't make me feel that weird about him going into the vault to find if Lena had kryptonite. 
Like, I don't know if that's just on my part. Maybe I'm a supervillain at heart. But I feel like that wasn't that egregious of a thing for Supergirl to ask him to do. Maybe it's egregious because she asked Jimmy. Maybe that was the wrong guy. But, like, if she's has this stuff, she's been lying to you, I'm like, yeah, I would maybe want to see if someone could see what's in that vault, whatever. So, That's like, little... when he so when he came out being like, this is so wrong, I'm like, yeah, you're right, but how come I didn't see that until just now? Like, how come went until he didn't open that vault where I was like, oh, I guess he thought that was wrong. I, I kind of thought, they, when I saw they had to blow it up, I was like, oh, geez, that's kind of obvious. Right. You can't hide that you blow up a vault. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. Maybe, I thought maybe, and then, like, so that was one, and then two, then when, when like, you know, Kara kind of came at him about, like, not about telling her, he also then kind of didn't stand his ground. Like, he didn't kind of explain to Kara why she was wrong, which also was weird. And then the third thing was, uh, look, I'm a black man in America, so I get everything he was saying, but I thought his diatribe about not wanting to reveal who's guardian because he didn't know how he would take be taken as a black hero. That just seemed off. It just seemed like of all the things he should be concerned about, that seemed that that should have been much lower on the priority and therefore made it a little unbelievable that his character would go that route. Especially since he almost never references <laughs> that he's black. Like, like never is a thing in the show. So I it seemed it felt, it felt drawing and out of nowhere that now he's like, I gotta reveal my identity, and everyone's gonna know I'm black. It's like, really, this is not the time where you're worried about this. I don't know. See, what I was confused was, I mean, I guess maybe from a viewer knowing he's Jimmy Olsen, I like, I didn't know people didn't recognize that Guardian was black. First of all, but I thought that too. I thought like maybe you could tell, but I guess. But I think earlier in the show they given hints that like, you can't see really under those slits, I even though we it. can. Right. We can see very obviously he's a black man. But I forgot what it's been. Like, I thought something happened where I was like, someone should have known that that was Jimmy. Like, and they couldn't. And I was like, really? Even though you're, like, that close to him. Like, you can, even in the eyes, you can't see that that's Jimmy in his voice. So I, I assumed that, okay, we're doing superhero thing where, like, no one knows anything. <laughs> Everyone's stupid. So I was beyond that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it, I, I mean, I understand what they were trying to do, obviously. Uh... It, it, I can see how you felt a little out of place. Um, and I'm all for it. I'm for the smoke. I'm for that conversation. Yeah, it's kind of an, just, it's I just feel an like it was. I feel like it was just shoehorned in in a way that didn't work artistically. Right. Uh, overall, though, um, I think Supergirl has had its, uh, it's had its low moments uh, this season, but. This this run this stretch that they've had recently I think has been fine, like the them building up to this rain, whatever you're gonna do with rain versus Supergirl, um, I think it's worked. Uh, I think we all knew that this was gonna be, like the story has unfolded pretty much how I would have expected. You know I think they maybe waited a little longer than maybe I would have expected to have the whole, uh, rain is evil thing. What do you mean? Or like Sam is like gone. Like, like they they kept her there and kept her around for a while. Oh, the idea that Sam is no longer really around. Yeah, that like she's. I, I thought she was turning evil like, quick. Um, I didn't think so. I think we kind of had this conversation a while ago. 
like when we last probably reviewed Supergirl. Where I kind of felt that this would be a much longer because they've clearly they've made Sam uh, like, like almost like a part of the unit and the team, which I kind of like. Like not the team of fighting, but like as like the friend, the group. Yeah, of she's friends. a friend. She's, she's the friend like group. the group of the. She's part of the friend group. She's just like win, you know. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, I didn't think that they would make it like okay, Sam just like gone. They were gonna keep her around for as long as they could. And I'm kind of glad they did. I, I think it makes the turn more emotional. What I will say is I do feel like I think this. I think these episodes have been pretty good, but I. Like I said, the Jimmy stuff, some of his st- stuff, I'm not really liking that much. I'm also not liking... I didn't like what they did with the World Killers. I thought that that was... That was borderline ridiculous. Uh, you build up to the idea... The mid-season finale was the idea that there are two people who are like Rain who will then really make things difficult. Which I thought, wow, oh my god, that's a pretty crazy twist. No one expected that. Yeah, And then... You bring the two people in the fold, uh, and then you kill them off. Sorry, you can't do that. You cannot, <laughs> and then you just give the powers to Rain. Like, I, I, like, oh, you had to make Rain more powerful to make it more difficult to stop her to, before you get to the season finale. That I did not get. Um, I didn't like that at all. I felt like either don't have the world killers involved. I feel like they use the world killers as a what's the word? lack of a better term, a method to just fill episodes to get to the season finale. Not that those episodes were filler. They felt very intense, and they were very intense. But in the grand scheme of things, they didn't really mean or do anything. They were, they didn't harm anyone, really. No one really died because of them. They didn't do really much damage other than just give Rain their powers. Right. So, it's a lot. that's a lot of nothing for what was a pretty big build-up. Yeah. That felt cheap. I didn't like that. That that's how they went that route. Um, I feel like I've hit them a little bit on things I did not like about this run. That, that again, I I say that by also saying that I kind of I enjoyed watching these episodes. Binging these episodes was much easier than binging Flash by a zillion. Um, because a the stuff with John's grand, uh, father is is it's not fun. It's very tough to watch, but it's well done. I think. Um, I think bringing Ruby back in the fold, I think it's been good too. I kind of realized I kind of missed Ruby. Yeah. Because uh, it, it kind of, once again, brings kind of a, levis, a levity to the issue. You know, when you when it's just a, some woman who's an evil villain and they're trying to bring the good out of her, it's it, we, we know like that happens all the time. But then we kind of bring, oh, there's a kid involved who like loves this person. And, like, doesn't know what's going on. And then finds out and now has to be heartbroken by it. Like, it kind of brings the, 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 the weight of the, the 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 conflict to be much heavier. It's like, oh, God, this is really huge. Um, and then I've been, in talking to Ruby, I've really enjoyed her dynamic with uh, with Alex. Oh, great. Great That stuff's been awesome. Great chemistry. Um, I think it's been maybe some of the best stuff in the they've had uh, so far. I agree. I mean, seriously, I think that... And this, that is really good story building. Talking about Alex's journey from the beginning of the season about wanting to be a mother to where she is now with Ruby. No, that was definitely what they were going for. That is just... And I've seen that since, like... I, I think that they she will eventually be her adopted mother. That's why I told you... That's why I, th- I was watching it. I'm like, oh, uh, Sam's dead. 
That's why you said. Yeah, that. that's why I said it. Yeah. Like they're trying to do this thing where she's an adoptive mom. Yeah, I mean this is this sense. is, and I think it's, like, I think she'll turn good by the end, but she might. She probably sacrifice herself something. or something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I she'll think, be like, I want Alex to take care. Of right. Her I mean, and that's gonna. And I think that that will be a, a that will be a moment earned. It would be. You know, because sometimes they do stuff in shows that's like stupid, and like you did not earn that moment. If how they built this character from the beginning of the season. Did they have any stuff about kids with her last year? I don't remember if that was any part of her issues with Maggie. Last year. <laughs> I don't know the whole Maggie Al stuff. Like it went on for kind of a while. So right, like, it's all a little blurry. It kind of it at the very least from the beginning of the season, they made this a very linchpin part of this character. And seeing Alice go through this journey, um, Alex continues to be one of my favorite characters in the Arrowverse. I love what they've done with her and Ruby. That stuff's been awesome. Um, I think this stuff with uh, I still I I'm still getting too many of those longing looks with Team Monel and Kara, <laughs> a little bit. But they kind of moved away from the last few episodes, so I'm I, maybe I don't think we're getting closer to a resolution because now they're working. They've been working together, going together. Planet. Uh, what do you think of Astro, and her mom being alive and Kryptonians being alive? I didn't realize that that was part of the Supergirl mythos. That there was a planet that housed oh, Kryptonians. That Argos City stuff. Argos. I said Astros. I meant Argos. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, On Kandor. Yeah, I mean... I saw it and I didn't believe this was happening. I was like, this is fake. This is some hallucination. I'm, I'm like playing the Switch and I'm like kind of watching it. I'm like, wait, is she, she's still alive? He's like, no, nah, she's not alive. I just didn't believe it. I was like, this is... Because it seemed ridiculous. So then I saw it and I'm like, really? Really? This is happening? So I went looked it up. I was like, oh, no, this actually is a thing. I, I, I kind of don't think I needed it. I agree that, I mean, I wasn't expecting it at all. Like, certain things, like, you expect, and if it doesn't happen, you're frustrated. Because I feel like the, 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 the generic thing about Krypton is that everyone's dead. Yeah. Like, maybe, as, maybe assume some radical villains are still alive that made it off Fort Roz or whatever. But, like, don't expect any regular people, any good people to be alive yet yeah, from Krypton. Yeah. I mean, Supergirl, Superman, everyone else is dead. So, like, that was, like, kind of jarring. But, again, I didn't know... Even in the comments that these people existed. Um, there's definitely a twist there. You still think there's a twist there? Yeah. I, think I don't think there is. Well, we saw there is a twist. There's certainly a twist here. The leader is the priestess. The, the, the priestess, which is an awesome twist. And it's kind of crazy. I don't know if... I wonder if viewers, other viewers caught that. Like, that she was the same woman who like was while you were watching. Because I was watching, and I was like, oh, yeah, look at this good woman who's huffing out. Who <laughs> got the car. Good for her. She's the leader of this tribe. And then, they, but then it kind of makes sense that, of course, it would be a, a, a live Kryptonian who's able to, yeah. you know, summon the other Kryptonians who are on Earth to bring rain. That's, again, that's pretty good writing. I just don't know if I love the whole, I don't know if I love Argo City as a thing. It might not be the show's fault because it is part of the DC universe. But I don't know if I even like that. But I'm not gonna hurt the show because it is, it is real. So I don't know if there's a twist there with like Kara's mother. If that's what you're suggesting, I think that that might be kind of face value. Part of me kind of feels like that also was not a moment earned. Like I feel like that came out of nowhere, and I don't know if really Kara got a chance to like really digest it. Maybe she'll digest it more in this next episode because it seems like this next episode. It's gonna be basically her. Oh, yeah, she's gone, and there's no more uh, Supermans out there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, 
Oh, we got the. Have you seen people. the season pre the the preview the next episode? Yeah, that was kind of weird. No more apparently, there. that's what Jimmy's gonna say. He's gonna say there's no more what, bullet. No more uh, uh, bulletproof bullet. heroes. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, yo, you can't. Yo, you can't. You got speed dial. You got Superman on speed dial. Like we know how fast he is at texting. So. Oh yeah, exactly. His <laughs> I am ability. His A one I am skills. You think that he'd be able to uh, immediately text you and say, "Oh yeah, I'll be there in a second. You like. You know, you can't say, "Yo, mom's is home." Like, can I go hang out with her? Can you? Could you watch stars? Could you watch the city before you know rain like destroys it? In fact, could you just beat rain? Maybe <laughs> just end this whole thing. I'm sure Superman will have a much easier chance at rain than uh, Supergirl at the moment. Um, Though in this mythos, Supergirl is stronger than Superman. I think there's a good chance we'll get Alora Zarel as possibly the villain. Maybe the season. My Alora? guess is next season. Either Alora or someone or that entire Argo contingent, who I think will end up being a villain. A villain, an, an antagonist, really, know, concept. Wow. It just feels too, feels too uh, happy-go-lucky right now. Oh, you're still alive. Uh, right. Like, we've seen that, we've seen that before. But wouldn't that feel weird though? After we just—I mean, I know it was not what we just had. It was actually on a whole other network. But we did have on Astra, and it actually was the first reference to on Astra and non since CW's had the shows. That has it been? I don't think that we haven't. I haven't heard those names mentioned since Kara has been on CW. It was drawing when I heard her mention them. I was like, oh my god, I forgot about non. Like when she said, well, she said Astra, I was wondering, I was like, yo, she's going to talk about Nan too? Because, like, he, she was kind of, like, she, it was like she was not, she was missing a lot of the story. When she first started telling her about what happened, yeah. she's like, I saw Astra. I'm like, can you tell her she was, like, psycho? <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, she was really sad and stuff. I was like, yeah, and she was crazy and tried to, like, kill everyone. Yeah. And he's like, she was with this guy, Nan. I'm like, okay, good. And she's like, can you tell her that, like, she became good? <laughs> and then tried to stop Nan. He's like, oh, yeah, but then she became good. I'm like, I feel like her storytelling wasn't the greatest there. But. She didn't see her mom in, like, hundreds of years. Or whatever, however old Kryptonians are. I guess it's understandable you'd be a little bit... Do you think that this is why... Well, it's certainly why, but... uh, Do you think this is why they recasted her character? Like, it's why in the sense that, yeah, they wanted to give her more to do. But, like, is there some sort of story point for why they have a different... uh, Allure of their own now? I don't think so. Because initially, they had the same actress. Yeah, Astra was, was Alora, which, yeah. Didn't make sense. Did they even ever try to say that they were twins? I don't remember. They never it. said that. Yeah, that was, was that was always weird. Um, do you think they did this because, like... Maybe, like, going back, if you recollect... Like, like the continuity would be weird if that woman then became... Like, I can't say that. use her... But I can't say that because Arrowverse recycling the same actors for, like, years. Arrowverse. All these shows. They clearly don't have a problem with recycling actress and actresses. Yeah. Actors and actresses. They, they do it all the time. And, like, they did it in season one. Like, she would go to that machine and her mom would be there. Right. And it'd so be they, obviously the same actress. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that was CW. I mean, that's CBS. So maybe, like... Maybe CW was like, this is stupid. They, they don't... Yeah, like, this is a line too far across for us. You know, we're okay with, like, you know, multiple versions of the same person. But one person be two people? No, we can't have that. So, I don't know. Do you think Lena Luthor might be a villain for season four? The Leon Luthor thing is interesting to me. Uh, I think that also was... I think her development this season and these episodes has also been well done. I haven't liked Leon Luthor's development very much. Really? I, Why? What don't you like about it? 
I think she's being a little too, she's a little too evil, I think, for no reason. Why was it, like, unless you give me an what, explanation. What, what, what about, unless you give me what, an explanation. what are some of the evil things you're referring to? I don't know, I just feel like her attitude, when she was first introduced, she's very, she's a little more happy-go-lucky, a little more positive. Now, like, she's quick to snap at anything that, if, if there's any type of, like, you know, like she's beefing with. Well, I think that no she. Reason. Well, I think. Well, I think like that. That like introduction is supposed to be your normal introduction to like any character who has more layers to them. I think that from the layers we've learned about Lena, Lena even this is over the last two seasons. Yeah, this is kind of who she is. I don't think that she's been out of character. I think that like she's not Alexander Luther Jr. from like you know. The comic books, who's like just a good person, a right. good Lex Luthor, you know, like she's not that where she's a great person. She doesn't do anything dark or anything. She doesn't resemble Lex at all. Like, no, she is. She resembles Lex in a lot of ways, but she has fought the ways in terms of not being a full on Luthor. I yeah, I disagree. I actually have I've liked her development. Um, I kind of like how she's challenged Car in a way that. I, Really, only her sister has really challenged her in terms of some of the guy complex. I thought Kara was wilding with the whole uh, the kryptonite, kryptonite yeah, thing. Yeah, she was right about that. But like to me, I, that all that wasn't bad writing though. That was good. Like Kara, like has that complex about her where she just thinks that like oh Superman's I, the same way. Yeah, Superman's the exact same way. Superman like what, what Batman like, like screw you. Yeah, kryptonite what <laughs> screw out of here. You know yeah. like they just like they just ready to, like be like yo you should be in jail like yeah, be. Yeah. They could have a thing that's against you. That's not a crime. Yeah, like, and, and her her paralleling like the idea of like a gun or uh, a car. That seemed a very Lena Lena Luthor line too. Yeah, it, it made like it, she was right. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I thought that that was good. Um, I think that her like whole thing of like stealing away Sam basically and like lying to everyone. Like I think like that was like. I like that. I don't know. That, that to me seemed like something that I was see fine. doing. Where it's like, she's doing this very terrible thing. She's saying she's finding a cure for a disease that's killing people. And she's not. She's absolutely not. Like, that's a pretty... And I, to be honest, I kind of feel like I wish Jimmy and them people... Like, that, was, that was the last thing I want to talk about Jimmy. I thought that he kind of gave Lena a lot of rope with a lot of things that didn't really make a lot of sense. But I kind of wish that the people kind of... Jimmy kind of gave her and said, yo, you said you were working on a cure, but you really weren't. People were dying. Like, that's kind of not cool. Yeah. So, but I, but for Lena's character, I thought that that was great. I, I kind of like that. She, like, makes these very hard choices sometimes. And sometimes they're not evil, but, like, there there is some line being crossed and something she will do in order of what she thinks is overall the greater good. But at the end of the day, that's kind of like it's kind of who Lex is, but Lex just goes way too far, so it kind of still hinges on that line of will she ever really cross that line? She toes the line every now and then, and it kind of gives you that reminder that she's a Luthor. So I, I think that what they've done with her this season in these last four or five episodes we watched has been very in line with her character. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I expect they'll explain this away by some sort of something's happening to her. Really? Some sort of negative no, effect of some sort of maybe the kryptonite getting to her or something. The synthetic kryptonite that she's but she's been cool with Jimmy. Her only issues have been with Carl. 
Even with Jimmy, remember when he first told her about the thing, she was a little taken aback. I would be surprised too if my boyfriend. No, I don't have a boyfriend, but if my <laughs> significant other, my girlfriend, broke into my lab and <laughs> right. was about to blow up my vault of yeah, secret yeah. stuff, I would be. I'd be like, "Yo, what's up?" Exactly. Um, so, I think they're setting this up to, for a Supergirl versus Car showdown. Or Supergirl versus Lena. Supergirl versus Car. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be something. A Supergirl, Supergirl versus Lena uh, showdown in season four. I don't know if I want to see that. I really don't think I do. I like I like this character. I want to see Lex Luthor, but I feel like Lena Luthor would just be a discount female version of Lex Luthor. If they did. That. I don't think Which that we'll no ever see Lex versus Supergirl because it's gonna keep hinging the question of where is Superman. It's just not gonna make sense that Superman is gonna let, it's gonna let his cousin get to work from Lex Lex Luthor. What happened to Maxwell Lord? Can we get him back? Oh, I didn't hate Maxwell Lord. Yeah, he was he was our discount like Luthor. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah, he was a decent character. I will. I I could. I would be fine having him back into the fold. Was he on the Superman? Was he on Superman the animated series? I don't remember. I believe he was. Yeah, I gotta Google that one. He's also he was actually the main character of uh, a recent Justice League versus Suicide Squad comic book. That was pretty decent. Really? Yes. Maxwell Lord. He recruits a, a super a suicide squad that's way scarier than uh, anything we've seen before. For anyone who needs a anyone who needs a uh, a commercial for why you should buy that comic book, he was in the show. He was in Justice League Unlimited. That makes more sense. He'd be in Justice League. Uh, last thing on uh, any of the uh, Legion stuff. I feel like I feel like eventually we're gonna see the whole Legion team, but it kind of sucked that they keep like hinting at, oh yes, the Legion is they're they're healthy again, but they're still in these pods. It's like, unleash them! Right. <laughs> I want to see the Legion superheroes. Yeah, and we don't even know who's a part of the team, right? They were name dropping some of them, so some of them they've name dropped, right? Because they're like, oh yes, this one, this one, this one. They are in the pods and they're they're healthy now because the, the virus is done after they got rid of the binge or whatever they were calling it, uh, but. They wouldn't unleash them. It's like, hey, well, let's see them now. And yeah. they it said went back to their future and only for Monel to come back. Yeah. I hope we get them. I feel like we, we have to, but it almost feels like it's almost too late now. Yeah, this is their opportunity, right? Right. There was an episode called The Legion of Superheroes, and it was just three of them. It was just all three of them working together and fighting, which was cool, but that's not The Legion of Superheroes. Do you also feel like it's... um? I forgot I was going to say. I actually had a good question. Now I'm kind of upset. It's rare that happens on air. <laughs> I had a good question and it just just dropped. What was about the Legion? Super Something about the Legion. Um, Monel. I don't know. Something about them going to the future. I feel like... I, I, I don't know. This was not the question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Like, what... Like, do... Oh, I guess the question is, do we think they're coming back? Because technically, like, they're gone. Like, they... Like, I'm sure they'll... I'm assuming there's going to be a choice where Mino can either return to them or stay. And I don't know what's going to happen with that, honestly. Also, didn't he, like... I think he's going to stay. Okay, even if that's true, I-, I couldn't be making this up. Did he break up with Melissa? Chris Wood? I feel like I remember that being a thing. That either they were divorced. Yeah. Either actually, they got divorced or there was a breakup in the engagement. Which is why I asked about what his they future is. They were engaged? Is. Chris Wood. 
I feel like I'm almost positive. I think that it was. was I know she was with uh, Blake Jenner. Who's that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> is he? You know, this. Is I'm a, not clearly. I'm not a celebrity. I could yeah, be making man. this up completely. You know, I'm a TMZ guy. But okay. <laughs> what I will tell you is that Blake Jenner uh, is he was in the running to be playing Han Solo for a while. But uh, remember season one, Cat uh, Grant's uh, son. That was Blake Jenner. Oh, and they were they were supposed to be a thing? They were, I believe, engaged, and they broke up. I think now she's with Chris Wood. I think that's what it is. So they're, they're together. They're, they're still together. Yes. Okay, so, yes. She divorced Jenner. Yeah, exactly. She's with Wood. That makes sense. Okay. Now... Saying, like, wait, when did she get married to Chris Wood? You just well, I was still, well, okay, well, I wasn't that far off. They are together. Oh, I yeah, just, exactly. I just knew there was no, a... No, I just, told me there was a divorce. I, I like, just knew there was a, a massive breakup. I like I her being know. with Chris Wood is possible because, like I said, I knew that... I well, heard that she me, was done with... Part of me was wondering, like, are they working through this show, like, not together, which happens a lot on, like, these shows. <laughs> right, right, I was kind of, like, interested, like, oh, this is kind of weird. It, this is now, now that gives me even more confidence he's going to stay. Yes. He's going to stay. I would agree with that. Um... Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we'll be seeing Cat Grandson anytime soon. Uh, no, we will never see him again. <laughs> he, he, Any chance we'll see Cat Grant in the rest of the season? I doubt it. That's such a shame. It's a shame, man. The show does miss Cat Grant, I think. It does miss her, but then also it is a credit to the show that, like, it has survived. You kind of forget about it. Because that. that first season, a season, like, after the first season, it was like, I don't know how you could do the show without Cat Grant. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and season two was very good, as we talked about on this show. And this season, I think, has been, I think, maybe it's best. I think these six episodes were good. It could have been a little better. And we'll see how it finishes. But there's a chance to be its best so far. And the fact that Cat Grant's been almost a non-factor is, is it seems like, oh, that's what I wanted to say. What do we think of, I, now I'm seeing a clip. What do we think, first of all, let me finish the statement, that Cat Grant, the fact that they, they've moved on Cat Grant and they're still doing very well is impressive. What do we think of the Legionnaire? That's what I wanted to say. Like, what do we think of Brainy and Saturn Girl? If because this may not—that's what I was gonna say. Because this may not be, this may be the end. If that this is the end, what do we make of them? Because I think Brainy's been awesome. Yeah, I know you very much like Brainy. I thought these last few episodes, he's been so funny. I think he's been one of the funniest characters they've had. I've actually liked him better when he used the image inducer. I don't know why. I think his his look was always kind of jarring to me. Uh, right, but I think I think his writing in the when he was human form was funnier. I agree. Um. So I don't know. Uh, he also kind of looks like Adam Driver, which bugged me out at times. You think he's Kylo Ren? But um, no, I think the Legion of Superheroes. It was a little disappointing, only because like I said, there's only three of them. Yeah. Saturn Grove, whatever. We didn't really get to see them fully in action. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it was, though. A lot of the point of having them on there was to create like some sort of love triangle. <laughs> with Monel and Kara. Yeah. So felt, if you like that storyline, then uh, yeah, you like them. It felt cheap. I feel like they could have done... I feel like it kind of cheapened. They didn't have though. to They didn't have to go that way. They could have... I mean, you could have had that and still had them be like a real, like... I don't think that there were a real story outside of the whole Monel. That's the thing, because I feel like it was tension that never really came to a head. Like, it, I mean, maybe it will. But, like, it. I don't, it's, I don't think it's gonna. 
So I feel like that was a waste. You could have had Monel just like be committed to some other woman from the future who wasn't there, and you could have accomplished what they tried to do. Set aside having Saudi girl look like just like a third wheel in this weird love triangle. So I feel like Brainy, two thumbs up. Saturn girl, thumbs down. I agree. I do like Brainy's, uh, uh, his little line about, uh, the, the, the New York Mets, uh, in the future. I did not like that Having, one. Like, seven hundred thirty-eight bad seasons and how their, their lines, uh, or their, their baseball cards hold no value, basically. Yeah. There's no way that Wynn would be a Mets fan just because who the hell would want to be a Mets fan? <laughs> yeah, basically. That was really good. That was writing. Good writing as much as I did not enjoy that joke. Uh, are you excited for this last few episodes? Uh, the conflict with Rain? Conflict? What's going to happen with Ruby? Nah, I just want to see what happens with Sam, basically. I don't care. I, I know. I don't think any of these characters really are going to die. I also thought it was weird that like they dropped the line of Brainy saying that they have an 88% chance of defeating Rain with a legionnaire there. I feel like that kind of spoils like, it. Yeah. I, I, I get it was funny, but still, like, what? I kind of thought high. I kind of thought he wasn't going to show up. I thought he was kind of going to be like, oh, yeah, the 50 They got a 51% chance, so, like, well, I got to do with that, you yeah. know, and then that would be it. And I kind of thought, okay, well, Dak, like, and I thought maybe that would be a conflict where it's like, you knew we had, we would have won, basically, you showed up, but you didn't. And we barely got out of there. I don't know. Somebody died. You know? Yeah, or someone died. Yeah, like, I kind of thought that maybe could be, like, a thing for like the next season. I think the only one that's gonna die is uh, John's dad. Oh, that's gonna be sad. I think he's done. Oh man, why do you tell me that? I didn't even think of him like that. Yeah, man. Uh, I definitely could see him putting like a last, a great last stand, like well, like a psych, like a, a psychic. Yeah, he might. I think he might go up strong. I don't think he's gonna go out weak. But oh man, his his storyline's been heartbreaking. That actor sad. is very good. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he's very good, which makes it worse because he's so good. He was bad. I would be like, all right, this is bad acting. But like that whole thing, and like for me, like I'm not someone. Knock on wood. I hope I never have to deal with like a loved one having like that kind of problems with like Alzheimer's or something like that. And like that is a thing that a lot of people in this country and really around the world deal with. And they, I've heard stories of how tragic it is, and that's just something I never dealt with. So I I can't really relate. This is my first time really seeing it anywhere, and it's crazy. Like it's really like I like that's just like terrible. Um, so shout out to that to that that man playing that role. He's been incredible. And I, Jesus, if he dies, that would be very sad. This is why it's gonna happen. I kind of was hoping he'd be like the grandpa to to, to Ruby. I kind of I kind of had my whole like post Sam death family happening. Right. Uncle, Uncle John and 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 and, and uh, Grandpa Murrin. Like I thought right. that this was gonna be a thing. Now you're ruining it. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's gonna be tough for them to come off. That's not a good way to end this show. I don't and, like, and you gotta end it on a much higher note than that. <laughs> than the death of John's father. Well, what are the good will Lex Luthor be in season what four? Good stuff. Well, okay. We already talked about that. Did we? No, not well, really. You said he's never gonna show up because Superman's. I said he won't ever be the villain. I didn't say he wouldn't show up. Right, right, right. What do you see him? What do we see him? We talked about this off air. You it's said, becoming yeah. more of a gaping hole, I think. He keeps being mentioned a lot. It's becoming like how Superman was. Where it was like, yeah. they kept mentioning Superman. It's like, you can't keep doing yeah, what, it. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. Where is he? 
Because uh, Lena Luthor is becoming such a major, like, factor in the show. And her mother is, their know. mother I, is off the table. I'll be now. honest, I really honestly don't know. It would it would not surprise me either way. I can't, I don't know. If I had to guess, I would lean no only because I, I do feel like the Warner Brothers chain of command might not allow it. It might be like, no. No, no putting pressure. Like Superman, they were like, okay, we're doing Supergirl show. Like, you have we got to give them a something. But I think someone like Lex, who they have a big name actor, a lot of money behind. I think they may be like, no, nah, we're not caught a lot that. of flack for his performance. That would make me think that maybe you should let them do whatever they want to give get the character back into good graces. But I think that they would. Th- I agree. I think they would think the opposite. That, well, we just had no a very comparisons. Bad Let's just no comparisons. Let's just take him off the board. I think that he'd be awesome. He'd be perfect. I think it would give the show an intensity and a seriousness that I think right now I think it lacks a little bit. He'd be great in the usage that kind of like how Young Justice used him. Where, oh, like, perfect. He wasn't the main villain really. He would just show up sometimes. But like he would show up sometimes, and like and, like he was like working. He was like pulling the strings right. on a lot of things that you didn't realize, and. Like that doesn't require him being in every episode. Doesn't require him being in every scene. Like it only requires him to show up every now and then. But like, the pieces can be put together, and like they used him in that way. That'd be awesome. I I, I'm surprised level. they could. Well, I guess the story right now is that he's in jail. Right, that's what they keep saying. So like, that's why we're not seeing him. That's why we don't need to see him. But I'm surprised they don't even go with the angle that you could do like claw. From Inspector Gadget, where we don't even see the guy's face, type thing. Yeah, that's why. It, I mean, it could be like if he's really like in the background pulling the strings, like he's just sitting at his desk. Oh yeah, yo, this is Lex Luthor speaking. Blah blah blah. blah. He's saying something. And you're like, oh snap. Yeah, but you guys see the guy's face eventually. You can't not. Show eventually, him. I'm not saying you don't show him, but I'm saying like if you wanted to use him in the short term until you casted somebody, he could have shown up by now if they wanted to. That's definitely a better way to end the show than we were going to do before. So I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm surprised we went longer. Obviously, Shamari not being here, we actually went longer than we normally do. Uh, I guess we decided that, yo, this is our time to speak. Let me get everything, let me get everything out of, off my chest. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. Check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher as well. Check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media, where we have uh, two new videos up. One talking about the future fate of Sixers GM Brian Colangelo, if you like sports, or if you want to stay on the hero side. Again, we have a new video up talking about uh, the possibility of the young Avengers playing a factor in the next Avengers 4 movie. So, two really good videos. One's a podcast segment if you don't listen to New Generation Sports Talk. The other one is an actual full video so that's brand new content definitely want to check that out again you find that at new generation media you can do youtube.com slash new generation media to get to that channel like and subscribe uh follow us on facebook new generation media follow us on twitter at new generation pod follow me on twitter at ej underscore stewart and on instagram at action ej and shamari even though he's not here he is on Instagram and on Snapchat. Right, Smart doesn't get a plug. I'm giving it to him. You only get a plug. I'll give it to him. Whatever, man. <laughs> uh, I, this was a fun show, Kendall. Thank you for joining me. Thank you guys for listening. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.